You haven't had okay, to do this over the internet in a while. But it was yeah. still a fiasco every week whenever we were recording. <laughs> I feel like it was we always... still yeah we still have problems yeah, yeah it's, it's it's annoying. Yeah, I had a whole thing happen recently that literally never happened in how many years that we did this, where Audacity and Discord suddenly did not hear my microphone anymore and stopped recording. Oh. Like it just. So luckily, it was right at the very beginning of a thing, and we figured it out. Right. But yeah, it was. It was crazy. So I'll do some crazy like gang sign if that happens, and we'll figure it out. That sounds awesome. So, yeah. I actually, I'm gonna just leave that little banter in in the beginning because I'm curious <laughs> if anybody will recognize this familiar voice. But before I introduce who is speaking here, allow me to introduce the Craft Heads podcast. This is the podcast about nothing, but also everything that <laughs> I, Alex, do with my best friend of a very long time, Tommy. Uh, and we always have a craft beverage and some sort of a discussion. Sometimes it's worthless. Sometimes it's targeted. But uh, as you, if you've been following along in the past couple of weeks, Tommy is um, down in Tampa, Florida, and going to be for the for the I'd say short term future. So I'm just holding it down with some other guests, Tara occasionally, fr- other friends, etc. And I would like to welcome a very good friend, uh, Nick Reed, who you might remember the name from the old Two V One podcast days. So this is a Two V One podcast episode one twenty two. Welcome, Nick. <laughs> Hello. It is awesome to be doing this again. Uh, Nick and I haven't yeah, it recorded anything online together since those days, which was, yeah. I mean, o- over like three years ago or something like yeah, that, I think, I think. Yeah, it's at least three years ago because we took, I took a break with like that whole thing in the first place for a while. Josh and I did it a little bit and then shit happened in my life that was bad uh-huh. and then uh so we just didn't do anything for a long time and um yeah we restarted it up but it, it's been at least three if not four you know what i think three i, I know exactly what it is i stopped 2v1 and started doing craft heads in january 2018 because it was right right okay. after i met tara so, yeah. yeah and uh we tommy and i did our first episode we talked about gasparilla which which is in january so that's exactly when it okay, was. Okay, so three years. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, so just to let the listeners know, we are uh, we are going to talk about board games for a substantial part of this. So I guess that's the topic of sorts. But Nick and I are also just going to be bullshitting. And I'm open to whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll probably be a nice long one. Actually, more in the form of of what we used to do back in those days on two v one. We're both mm-hmm. we're both committed to getting drunk on air. I have not yes. had a sip yet, but I also haven't oh, eaten. Shit. Works over. I'll show you my drink in a second, but I just wanted to give everybody all that context. <laughs> and um, oh shit! Well, before I forget, I'll just pop this sucker open. Actually, Nick, you start as the guest. What are you drinking? We're doing bring your own beverage. I'm drinking Bullet Bourbon, uh, and I cheated and already took a sip. Good man. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a rough day. Yeah. So it's it's time for liquor. Yes, of course. <laughs> and Nick didn't eat either. We wanted to expedite the drinking process. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is very healthy to do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I have. Uh, I'm probably going to get through several drinks. Um, I'm on the road right now, so I don't have uh, access to my dry bar. But I do have a cool one to show you here, Nick. I think you'll like. This is so it's from Ellicottville Brewing Company, and it's their blueberry okay. wheat ale. It's not strong. It's 4.8%, but it's one of Tara's absolute favorites. 
And mm. I'm trying to get this open with a piece of shit bottle opener. Um, first of all, cheers. Cheers. I'm really excited to be doing this. Mm. Thanks for having me on. So am I, Nick. But uh, yeah, this is one of Tara's like all-time favorites. Plus, it's it's homey for her. This is where we went skiing um, in Holiday Valley, which is in western New York, just over the border. But they have some. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's Ellicottville is like right next to Holiday Valley, or Holiday Valley is in Ellicottville, something like that. But they have really good beer, and uh, just wanted to show it some love on this one. But did you travel with it, or did you find it there? Because like that's a. I've never heard of that, and I live near New York. <laughs> wait, wait, what was the question? I'm. What do you mean? Did you did you take the beer with oh, you, or we, did you find we, that? We in... drove. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. to answer that question, we we drove up there because we took our friend James, and we had like a big ski weekend or week. Actually, spent time with both of our families. I gave James the whole like PA tour of my childhood hometown. <laughs> it was really cool. He loved it. That's nice. Yeah, it was really awesome. And you know, with the uh, the benefit of Tara and I both being able to work remotely, like. We didn't skip a beat. We took a couple days off work, of course, for skiing yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah, Ellicottville Brewing is awesome. Holiday Valley is awesome. Are you a skier, Nick? Or have you skied? Snowboard. Snowboard. Are you good? Yeah. I got to go do... once once this year. Okay, very nice. Uh, do yeah. you have you ever skied? No, um, I want to try it just because I'm curious. But the problem with that is I already have all the snowboard gear. I would have to like be willing to pay to rent skis and it, and probably get lessons because it's so different than snowboarding. So who knows if I ever will? Yeah, actually, it's definitely but. different. But I'll say this: this might be appealing to you. In my humble opinion, it is much easier. I, I I've heard that at least yeah. to pick it up if you have no experience. Like I've snowboarded either once or twice in my life, and I. It was it was hard as hell, and like I don't like it is hard. I don't like yeah. having or not having independent control of my legs. It's just the yeah. whole thing freaks me out. I always picture like my legs in a mangled, tangled mess whenever I go snowboarding, dude. So like when I first went snowboarding, because I skateboarded for a lo- majority of my life, so it was like a really easy thing to pick up, and because it's very similar. And the first time I went, I broke a rib. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if you remember me ever mentioning that. We wouldn't have no, we wouldn't have been doing 2v1 yet. Um but yeah, I the first time I went like legitimately on a mountain, I fell so many times that when you fall, you naturally like tuck your arms in. Yeah. And I did it I did it so many times that my elbow kept hitting my ribs and I cracked the rib. Oh my god, that's crazy. And it was and it was like the worst pain imaginable. I didn't go to a doctor because they can't do anything for you. A, a cracked rib, you just have to deal with. Yeah, a, a <laughs> like lot of it, cracked bones, I think, are like that. Yeah, so like I was just in pain for a while, and uh, like doing anything was terrible. Any kind of movement was terrible. Breathing was terrible. <laughs> it was, it was rough. <laughs> oh, that sounds absolutely horrible. Yeah, but I haven't ever I haven't had any other injuries from snowboarding. That's that's good. I, I guess was, as far as it. as far as what could happen, that's not the worst for sure. Yeah, when I went this last week, last week, this last winter, it was after we got like a ton of uh, like icy rain, mm-hmm. and so the the queue up to the lifts was just ice. Oof! And I fell. Just doing that right on my elbow, and like it made me think like how frail our bodies are because 
I was just standing there. Yeah. And I just took a step. <laughs> and I just took yourself. a step and slipped. Yeah. yeah. And like if I would have fallen any like different or whatever, like I could have just broken an arm. I think about that something. a lot like, about how insanely yeah. fragile we are. It's great. Dude, it's awful. Like and like getting older, it's so you're you're way more aware mm-hmm. of it. Like we're still not old, but like yeah, like that when that happened, what flew through my mind right then was like I literally could have just jacked up my elbow so bad. Like that that could have been horrible yep. from doing nothing. It, it is terrible. And uh, the other thing that that frustrates me whenever uh, I, so I've been skiing twice now only. Um, I have yet to see Tara fall, and I'm wow. I'm, I'm waiting for it. Like I just I really want to see her fall because <laughs> she's she, showing she's showing you up. Well, I mean she's the first to admit she's she's not an expert by any stretch of the imagination but she's she's very good and she's she's also mm-hmm. been doing it all her life not frequently but you know since she was a kid she's had access to that and they, they always used to go snowboarding and skiing and stuff growing up so i'm waiting for that yeah. first wipeout but um and then you have to laugh in her face exactly and this most you have to be you have to be recording and make a tiktok out of it yeah and stuff. Get, get her uh tiktok famous for 15 minutes <laughs> yeah hey so Josh Simon just joined. How how can we handle this, Nick? Can we I don't handle know. this? Does jo- Does Josh know what we were doing? Uh, we can't hear him either. Yeah, we'll keep recording. We'll see what happens. Uh, really exciting. As I was watching the little Discord window, I see a new face. Well, an old face pop in. Welcome back, Josh Simon. It's me from uh, the two v one days. It's, this is a full on two v one reunion. I, don't remember how to do this. I love the I, crinkling. I, the crinkling I, was your hello. <laughs> I, honestly, forget board games. This is going to be yeah, Craft House podcast yeah. episode one hundred and twenty two two v one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. So, sure, yeah. first of all, no, we'll, we will get into board games. But Josh, do you have a beverage or no, are you being are you abstaining? I'm this on call. episode. So no drinking. You're on oh. call. Oh, okay. That's 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 actually one of the only acceptable excuses. Totally understand. We'll, Agreed. We'll we'll do all the drinking for you. Yes. Um. So this is a perfect opportunity. Actually, I wanted to give you a chance, Nick, to talk about what you did post two v one. So I I left that because I just I stopped being able to keep up with video games and I very seldom had anything meaningful to contribute in, in, in the way of, you know, modern gaming and new stuff coming out and whatnot. Yeah. And I wanted to try my own thing with Tommy. And I think you guys did it for a little bit after that. Then you took a break and it, I noticed that you transitioned over to with punish. So just tell our listeners about that in case they want to check that out as well. Sure. Uh, it's actually even less strict than our non-strict show was to begin with. Um, the it's the same feed as two v one because I was too lazy to make another one and pay for another one. And it's a good idea. And I wanted and I wanted two v one to like exist forever. Like I want it to be hosted. You know. So with punish is the same thing generally. Um, it's pretty much just me and AJ now. AJ was on how many episodes towards the end of two v one to begin with. Yep. So it's mostly just me and AJ. Josh hasn't joined in a long time. Um. But it's even more lax. Like, we don't talk about news, really, unless it's something we feel like talking about. We don't talk necessarily about new games unless we're playing them. It's more just like, 
a check-in of this is what we're playing and it could be new or old even like 2v1 was also so it's generally the same show just once a month basically not every week which is so nice Dude, yeah can you can you believe that we did that nick i as you as you well know my biggest issue personally and it's it it was a democracy, you know, generally you guys were like to do the longer ones. I don't know how you edited a, an hour and a half to dude. two to two and a half every week. I don't know how you did it. I dude. struggled with a half an hour. Dude, I, and I take it, I like barely spend any time editing it anymore. Cause yeah. I'm just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, especially if you're going to do longer ones, you just can't. Yeah. Because... And we do longer ones now. Yeah. 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 If, if I do, you know, on on average, somewhere around half hour episodes, you're looking at a like a minimum of an hour to just to just to produce it afterward. You mm. know what I mean? It's just it's a big headache. So, dude, we get we, we do like remember two having plus to record hour. our own intros. What? Josh? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Recording our own intros. Yes, exactly. I dude, I love. Is that the, how it like, started? Yeah, well, no, the first couple episodes were just, like, whatever, and then, like, the idea was, let's have an intro, and, like, we were all sharing and editing then, duties and stuff, and... And then after yeah. the intro thing, we did the various music thing, and then we did the permanent music thing? Didn't we? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember, because, like, I wanted, I wanted to establish, like, intro music at some point, and then, like... It was that for most of the show, and then I changed it every so often. Which with Punish, I already changed it after like a year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got feedback that our intro was too long, which I thought was interesting. Um, but yeah, doing those intros was funny. I love having like that history of two v one because like we did. It was an experiment, you know. Like yeah, I, me too, Nick. Honestly, like I, it's so funny in my own. I'm still a marketer. For, I mean, you guys know this. Most of our listeners know this. I, people are just now, I'll say, like career marketers, like getting really serious about podcasts. Meanwhile, hmm. I, I'm like, welcome to the party, guys. I started this with two of my friends doing a podcast. When was that? 2014? Like 14, maybe? I think, yeah. And we were late to the game yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, we were, and, yes. And, and it's just so crazy. People are like, oh, I'm starting a podcast. I'm like, oh, cool. I was, uh, I'm, on, I, I'm on my third one. I was bragging about this to a lady that I've been seeing. Um, like, we also figured out the recording our own tracks and doing it online long before anybody really figured that out that I heard. Because I've listened yeah. to a ton of shows. And, like, even the shows that, even the shows that primarily are done over the Internet still don't have quality recording. Yep. Yep. Like it's, it's very true. Yeah, it's crazy. It Co- COVID forced a lot of people, yeah. I think to to figure it out with quotes innovate mm-hmm. even though like, you know, it's been around for a long time, but yeah, that's that's enough of all that, but uh yeah. it's just it's it, we definitely the three of us go way back with this stuff. Uh those guys know I even did one for a law firm yeah, for that's right. about 6 months. That's it, right. You know what's cool? They're still doing it. Wow. Like, yes, it sucks because I, I would have loved for that to be my baby. And I probably, if I were to look back, I'd probably like cringe because I was still <laughs> fairly young and all that. Yeah. You know? and, and you did the majority of the, I'll say like the leading in the production of 2v1. So yeah. now that I've sort of had my own thing and, and I have that role because Tommy 
you know, he just comes on and talks usually. He just shows I, up I, and yeah, <laughs> talks. I know, I know what you went through all those years. Oh, do you? So, <laughs> yeah. So I am seriously, I am thankful to you for that. You, you made us all stick to it, and that was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. That was a whole thing. That's. I think that's the thing. When I look back, it's like I. F- I can't believe I wrangled you two on a weekly basis. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I can't even do it. Like, it's hard on a monthly basis, especially yep. AJ has a weird schedule. But like, yeah, I it's it's insane. I don't know how we did that. And like the amount of games that I was able to play, like I'd, I was looking I, I was looking at uh, random old saved YouTube videos I have that I didn't yeah. well, I didn't know that function existed on YouTube because I'm inept. But you know how you have like the, the, there's that saved thing at the bottom of your account. Yeah, I had one video yeah. in there. And I'm like, what the fuck did I say? Was it, it was us, us playing, playing Overwatch? It was two v one plays Overwatch. Oh, Overwatch. Okay, because that's hilarious. Yeah, we do have a two v one channel that's like dead and buried because <laughs> we did we did try to do some like YouTube stuff for a while, but yeah, I thought you were going to say Hearthstone. What? I forgot about Hearthstone. We did we did two episodes earlier. Alex, I was thinking the, I was thinking the other day, why don't we start uh, become like big pocket tanks Twitch streamers? You should do that, Josh. Can we I do would that? Love to do that. I I don't know how you can capture I would a phone. Love to, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how to do just, it, but you can. Yeah, the main thing, you know, obviously we would carve out time like to sit down and play a series. But holy there, shit, that would be, to be so much fun. So yeah. you'd think, but maybe not. This we have talked. Mm. I have mentioned on Craftheads many times before. About playing, being addicted to pocket tanks, specifically pocket tanks deluxe with all the weapons packs. But um, Josh and I have been playing pocket tanks for literally. I'm th- okay. I'm thirty over fifteen years, well over so fifteen. Crazy. Years. Yeah, over fifteen. So over 15 it really years, is, yeah. and like you know, one of yeah, the one we, of the two b two v one episode arts. It's episode number eight, I believe, is pocket tanks. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, the art, the art. I thought you meant like the whole topic. That's hilarious. Well, we I definitely, know what you're talking we about. definitely talked about it on that episode because it wouldn't yep. have been, yeah, it wouldn't have been the yep. image. But. but we 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 played in person. I have to give Tommy credit. He's the one who introduced it to me way back in the Kazaa or LimeWire or God knows what days. And then I got Simon hooked on it. We played for money back then. We still play for money now every day on our phones, every single day. And we've been doing that for. Almost two years. Has it been that or, long? Or, or maybe a year. It's been a while. It's been longer it started, than that, hasn't it? <laughs> it. I think we started in a May. I was going to say May. I don't know which May. I don't know if it was. So it definitely had to have been May. I think it might be, might be two years. It would have to be two years because one year would have just been like yep. COVID era. And it was definitely well before COVID era. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Holy shit, where where is remember whenever I I used to oh try God. to keep track of every single mm, match we played, and that was just way too much for me. I gave up. Yes, on that, a long time. You know, I gave up on. What were you keeping track of? Like, what kind of stats? Every single win, every losses? yeah, like everything on my phone. It got very annoying because of how much we play. It yeah, it became <laughs> yeah. too much. Oh man, I would love that. I would love to see it, those stats. Oh wait, wait, wait. Here we, we go. We played. Uh, Began five twenty four twenty nineteen. Oh wow! I'm surprised it was that recent. So two years in May. That's only on the that's phone, on the nonstop. Phone, yeah. 
Okay. Because we didn't even know. Yeah, we didn't even know like they had a, a really solid established um, a mobile version, a, online mobile version, and all that. But yeah, yeah. Josh and I, 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 I bent him over for a very long time in the beginning. I can, I can, I have an update. Finally, on. I like as of three, out of, as of March twenty first, twenty twenty, you won one hundred and twenty two dollars, and I won. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I love that you have that. Thank you. So, and and I, I always have to give Simon credit. It's not that I destroy him. Uh, like overall, it's not like I have an eighty percent win ratio. It's because I usually, although recently I've been struggling, win the series that we have, and we we play first to twenty one, aka no best of twenty one, which is first to eleven, yeah. right? Yes, I think, and that's for a lousy dollar. Best of twenty one. That's how much we play, Nick. But but, like, but we also have dollar challenges. Like if you shoot a certain weapon a certain way, if you get X amount, I'm not I'm not kidding. And like we fuck each other up and get real mad and heat it over it. And we 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 always make sure to tell each other. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you win five in a row, you get five dollars. Which I do get those more often than Josh. I always fuck Simon up on the fifth game. Yeah, he never gets all five. You so what I say? You five dollars. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I meant to say one dollar. I yeah. I think I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, but like, have you reached out to this developer? Because I I guarantee you guys are probably among the small few most diehard players of this game. We have to be. We have to. Ha- be. You I, have to. I will be. say. You know what? I'm I, going I, to I'm going to reach out to him with this podcast. I agree okay. with that, but but in the same yeah. regard, there has to be others because he is still releasing weapon packs. I'm sure there are, but, yeah, I'm sure there are others, but as far, but as far as like how you go, like th- that whole thing, you, you threw out so much shit that is insane to a third party that you didn't even think about just now where we have streak bonuses. We have challenge bonuses. We have all this shit. We play best. Like every we, video game today. We play best of 21. <laughs> That and we finish insane. them inside of a week, like a couple days. Twenty one, twenty one is a lot of games. I want to say it's been yeah. as quick as two it or is. three days we've gone through a series like that. Like that oh, is that is hilarious. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's it's the perfect artillery game. I mean, I okay. So the game itself is perfect, but there are some quirks playing online that um, Josh and I we have come across. But we we play by Happy Gilmore rules. Play the ball yeah. as it lies. Okay. Because they apply to both of us. So if there's like a technical glitch, we're just like, well, the, the fuck worst you. thing yeah. that happens, like, and it doesn't happen you. super often, but it, on occasion, you, you're familiar, you know what an artillery game is. You got two tanks, tank on each side, right? There, there are there are very slim occasions where one of our tanks will be in a different position on my screen compared to his, which oh. is pretty. Pretty seriously yeah. big deal. See, this is so. This is what I'm talking about. Like that is straight up bug reporting that you should we be doing that. to this we guy. Especially, you're right. He should. He okay. should pay us. He it, should definitely Michael pay us to be his uh, his bug. Squashers. I mean, I'm not going that far, but oh, and the terrain thing's really annoying too. Yeah, where it's always kind of yep. the same terrain, even though there are drastically different ones in the game itself. They just don't show up playing online, which is very weird. That and I did weird. email him about that, and he confirmed that only Hill is available online. And I'm like, dude, this 
that totally changes the game because there are so many different weapons that are conducive of other environments i'm so curious about the logistics of that networking programming like that that's probably the only map that is okay and yeah and will work and and like you said there's probably other players, but there's probably not enough players for him to be like, let's Maybe. figure out the, these other maps. You know? Yeah, and the, the weird thing, too, is you can choose uh, what your own... You can choose out of the bank of however many weapons there are, 300 or something like that. You can choose what shows up for you, and there's no regulation when you meet up with a random person what they have. So they could maybe just have a limit of uh, 20 of the best weapons and... That's all they get served, but I'm playing with all of the shit weapons too. Like, and yeah. and people online are like, "Oh, whatever, get over it." And I'm like, "That's not even fun. Like, <laughs> just play random. Why do you suck so bad?" Blitwise, yeah. Let's let's sh- there. There's the official shout out after what all it? that bullshit. Blitwise, B L I T W I S E. You know, it's interesting. There's another. There's another game developer called Blitworks. So that's, that's quite a, close. That's pretty close. That's a unfortunate branding thing. How old is Blitworks? I don't know. The only reason I know their name is because they helped develop Spelunky 2. I, I've never heard of them before. So. Yeah, this this dude is uh, Michael P. Welch. This dude is, he goes way back. Like, he's made retro games for a long time. Obviously, I wasn't the first person to play Pocket Tanks, and that would have been... Uh, I mean, in, in, you know, just after 2000 or something. We probably so. we probably talked about this when we first talked about Pocket Tanks on 2v1, but the the first game of this that I've ever seen is called Scorched Earth and it was on an Apple 2E, I think. Yes, exactly. I I shit, I don't think he made it, but it's very uh it's inspired by oh, it, it's, I it, think. I mean, it's 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 blatantly the same, the same game. Yeah, okay. I mean it's Perfect. it's literally the same game. It, that actually might be too old. It was probably like Windows ninety five or something. But yeah, yeah. Because when you, know you guys would be hilarious when I Go saw ahead. you guys playing this in college, I was like, this is just scorched earth. I remember playing gotcha. this when I was like eight years old. But yeah. So what's funny about this, and this this is exactly what I was hoping was going to happen with this episode. Like we're probably just going to go on and on about God knows what, but this would be the perfect time for the doom shotgun sound. And then for me to, and then for me to pop in and say board games. Sure. <laughs> no. Do you remember the first episode of two V one? You were like video games. Cause you, cause we were just I, rambling about all service or whatever the fuck. I stole, I stole that joke from another podcast, by the way. So, uh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Hey, well, speaking of other podcasts, though, you, you should definitely impress your lady friend that you're courting with our freaking Nerdist shout out, because oh. that put us on the map for a while. Yeah, I uh, I don't know that I explained that to her because that was you, which is so which is so interesting. Like, what a what a crazy thing. And like, yep. we, we still I, I don't hear like we definitely had a fall off, which is fine. I don't care. But like we still I still hear from some of the guys Sure. That we got from that exposure, which is just so interesting and cool. And like, yeah, what a crazy thing. Just what a Absolutely. What a weird happenstance that you did and like They yeah. they still exist, right? I, I ran into I don't know. H- hold on. So what was I, I feel terrible. What's that guy's name? Cur- Kyle Not Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick was the one that owned nerdist yeah right right it's not him but the guy that you met was kyle 
something. <sighs> McLaughlin? And he started his own podcast, which was called... That's it, it I, was called That's I, Rad. I wish it was Kyle McLaughlin. Holy shit. Yes, me too. Me too. Me, me too. <laughs> God damn it. Oh shit. Okay, so all I know is it was a nerdist episode of, uh, about they had Maria Bamford on it I or they were talking about I don't remember who her. the guest was, yeah. But yeah, you're right. That guy's name was he she's a comedian. That guy's name was Kyle something. Yeah, it's Kyle and something. I am trying to look it up before I, um, we move on. The, Kyle Clark. Yeah, that's right. Kyle Clark. Yeah. Oof. It was okay. neat. It was neat because Nerdist was doing like I was listening to them at this time. Like I listened to a lot of episodes that they were doing, and um, they 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 specifically had started an initiative called the Community Corkboard, and so like they were taking like submissions of like this is what I'm doing. Come check it out, and like you just happened to see him do stand up. Yeah, he, I met him at a comedy club, and I talked to him, and I was like, you know, an aspiring podcaster. Do you have any advice? Blah blah blah. You know, just normal stuff. And he was, he was, first of all, just the nicest dude, most you know, down to earth guy in the world. And then shouted us out on that podcast with, it was like with no mind blowing. Yeah, like out of nowhere, and then they like, talked about us for a little bit, which was like even yeah. weirder. That was the weirdest and he was like he was like thing. whispering to me directly. Yeah, it it was like it was like this crazy like like shattering moment of like Chris Hardwick who has had weird issues and I don't follow them (laughs) anymore. But like it was so crazy to hear somebody with that kind of like level of fame, yeah, say two v one podcast. It was like it was like the most surreal moment of my life. Yeah, we temporarily we had made it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It was temporarily because we really did get an influx of listeners from that, like a crazy yeah. amount. Tons. And, I, I, honestly, I want to say like ten times. Oh yeah, I think at the oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, speaking before we move on to board games, speaking of old listeners and friends, etc. Nick, say and Josh, say hi to Paul A. I don't know if you remember him. He was a two v one listener, oh. and he is a he's one of our our patrons and has oh. been like since I made a Patreon for Craftheads podcast. That's awesome. And I just got in touch with him today because I emailed him like last month, and then I noticed that he liked one of our posts on the Patreon page, and I was like, Paul, I know you're alive. Respond to me. <laughs> I know you're alive, and he, and he did. And then I told him I was like, Hey. You're not going to believe who I'm recording with tonight. I'm recording with Nick from 2v1. I didn't wasn't sure if Josh was going to get back on. He was like, definitely let me know. I can't wait to hear that one. But um, I needed to get to confirm his address because we got CHP face masks printed. Really? Yeah. And I told and I said anybody who was an active patron on March 1st is getting one for free. They're nice. they're badass. Nice. I was I was thinking like on your face. That's some pretty good advertising. It I definitely on is. your face. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't get any more in your face than that. Yeah. So, well, good times. Well, hi, Paul. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Never forget 2v1. He's, he's a Georgia boy, too. So he's actually quite local to me, which is awesome. Sweet. But, yeah. Um, Seven. Side note, I need a drink. I'm uh, going to grab another drink. Okay. I have a beer ready. Okay. I have coffee. Ow. I just got like a cramp in my face. 
<laughs> Did, yeah, did that make yeah. you laugh? Because that was a really strange Comes experience. You'll get used to it. I just haven't, like, eaten today, so I'm probably dying. I'm probably dying while we're recording this, so. Reasonable. You're welcome. I'm, uh, so, I'm, Nick. I'm cracking a beer. I am, too, and I think you'll like this. I feel like this is a Penn State college-era classic. Victory. Yeah, Golden Monkey. <clears throat> Victory. You know I've, what? I've been to Victory. Victory's right out by me, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, for the listeners, if you've never had it, I mean, it's it's pretty big. Uh, Victory Golden Monkey. This is honestly one of the best bang for your buck oh. beers there is. Alex, you have to get you have to try Sour Monkey. Have you? I oh, oh I've tried it. Okay, it's great. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. But yeah, Golden Monkey. That's another one from uh, Victory, obviously. But Golden Monkey is nine point five percent. It's a Belgian style. Are you a Tripel or Triple guy? Triple. I don't know how you pronounce that. T R I P E L L. I mean, ask and, me um, anything about Belgian. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So this thing will get you messed up real quickly, and it's never very expensive. It's like I, I think I paid thirteen no, bucks for a six pack. It's totally reasonable for what it is. Yeah. Um, I uh, I'm I'm cracking into another P A brewery. Trogues. Nailed good, it. That's a good guess. Yes. Uh, yeah, Trogues, a nugget nectar. Oh, that's fantastic. I actually just recently had that. Um, say hi to the listeners, Tara. Hello. Hi. All the, uh, the 2v, th- this is a 2v1 reunion. It's episode 122, 2v1 I'm podcast. Glad I my t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, actually, Tara wears her TV, 2v1 podcast t-shirt. That's uh, awesome. More, more than the Craft Heads one. I'm actually a little <laughs> uncomfortable with it. My craft- I still in the armpit, and it's covered in white paint, so I need a new one. Oh, white, white paint or something else that's white? No, paint. Actual white paint from when she was painting the house. Oh, did he say cum? <laughs> He's, no, you said cum. No, so, no you said Yeah, cum. I even got... Uh, I my, even went uh My I went 2v1 off shirt brand. is covered in cum. I, that's perfect. I love it. Um, I, two things, actually. So... What I was going to say, I made her a hot pink one. She has the only one in existence, which is pretty cool. And two, meaning craft heads. I have, I have one brand new untouched 2v1 podcast. T-shirt. I also have one brand new untouched 2v1 yes. t-shirt. Yeah. I love it. I, I think I'm, I'm not doing anything with it. I'm just, we'll just hang on to it. I, maybe, maybe one day we'll have a raffle. I forget <laughs> what I did. I think it's still sitting in the bubble <laughs> mailer that you sent it to me in. Um, love it it's like a it's like a double xl or something i didn't know what to do with it uh, yeah hey t you're i can I see you in the to, mirror i was about to warn <laughs> I, was, I was gonna throw a warning out there just in case <laughs> josh you're such a gentleman thank you i appreciate that <laughs> i wasn't paying attention i'm sorry the funny thing is I, I think she came home to change her shirt no shoes okay because my so. feet hurt wait yes. alex where are you at again just so bad okay i'm off so Fun. Aw, adorable. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just no, it's okay. I'll be I'll be real drunk by the time you get home, like real drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh, we're on the road. Tara had a work trip out to Kentucky, and she was driving. So I just tagged along because I've never gotten to spend any meaningful time out this way. Although she is just across the border for her work. In Kentucky, I'm technically this hotel is in uh, Tennessee, so hmm. 
um, just hanging out in it's it's called Clarksville, Tennessee, and it's uh, it's not great. Are you? Is it Nashville? <laughs> oh yeah, it's not great. Not <laughs> well, yeah, Nashville is a is a different animal. Well, actually, we've talked about it many times on Craft Heads. It's not my favorite place. It's not terrible. It's just not my cup of tea. But Clarksville. Um, Nothing, nothing against the the denizens of this area, but there's like a, I don't know if it's a state route or an interstate or whatever, but the the road that this is right off of, I have never seen such a gratuitous quantity of shit chain restaurants in such a densely populated segment. Sounds like the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, that it's sounds like, like the Midwest. What I'm I'm talking like a half mile. And there's like 20 of the restaurants that just need to go away. You know, like the Applebee's of the world and everything. It's, it's real. It's real bad. I, uh, but, I, was, I was thinking this is a stupid statement, but Tennessee is a state that I forget exists all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things. Like if you don't travel a lot, it's easy to forget about most states that yeah, you're not in. But like, so, okay. <laughs> Definitely inebriated. So I'm picturing I'm picturing the map of the United States, and Tennessee is just that weird thin strip state. state. You know, it's the state. pan, and then the the Kentucky Fried Chicken is in the pan, which that's Kentucky. <laughs> and then there's Chef Mimmel. You know about yeah, Chef Mimmel, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, he's holding a pan with Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's the most beautiful it's thing such, I've ever seen. It's such a weird thing. Like it's it's the strangest like like line like state line thing in our country i feel like it's other yep. than rhode island which what is rhode island but i yeah i, I don't even know what you're talking about no I, true what yeah <laughs> huh board games <laughs> <laughs> all right before i do this too many times nick what are your nick plays a lot of board games yeah. with a group of friends where he lives what are your favorite ones, and how often do you play them? And let's talk about each one of them a little bit. <sighs> what a complicated question. Um, I know of two for sure. Yeah. Gloomhaven and Netrunner, right? So, <laughs> rest in peace. So, um, Oh, no. Oh, yes. That's, that's, that's where I was going to start this, actually. So okay. uh, the reason I play board games is because of a card game called Netrunner. And Netrunner was canceled three years ago four years ago i can't even remember at this point i think three years ago um but yeah i got i got so heavily into a card game called netrunner netrunner is absolutely fucking incredible it's amazing and uh it got canceled by the publisher and developer fantasy flight games and wizards of the coast because it was fantasy flight i know yeah So, so it was this stupid, it was this stupid pairing of a publisher and, and property owner that they couldn't come to an agreement on because it probably wasn't making them enough money and they canceled the game. And it's one of the best games I've ever played ever. You should just buy the Uh, IP. It led, I mean, (laughs) I wish. No big deal. (laughs) Uh, Richard Garfield, the guy that created Magic the Gathering is the original creator of Netrunner. Um which Magic the Gathering wow. is still going very strong. Uh, that dude's a legend then. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's made so many games. So many big games, actually. But, yeah, Netrunner got me into the thing. I love Netrunner. 
I wish I could recommend Netrunner to your listeners, but I cannot because it is canceled, and you should <laughs> you should not look into the. Do you want to talk about board games, or can I go on a tangent real quick? Dude, CHP exists okay. for tangents. Because so this take it away. is this is such an interesting little subculture that still baffles me to this day, like. Netrunner was such a big deal to people, like, that um, a fan-run community sprouted out of its cancellation. And it got to the point of being so serious that they make cards, they develop the game, they are continuing to print things for the game, they're continuing to update the rules. There's, like, a whole thing around Netrunner after it being canceled. So it's like continuing to exist in a in a like somewhat weird gray area because nobody owns the rights to it. But that part alone is just has been so fascinating to me because that many people liked it so much that they do something for free. It's not a business to continue the game and not let it die and keep it going and whatever and like it we we like stuck on with it for a while, like the group that I played Netrunner with, but it just you know it got canceled. It's a game that's canceled, so it's hard. This it's, is it's hard to stay interested in it. But this is not the same thing. But the way your passion and the way you were talking about that reminded me of AM2R. Yeah, yes, in a way. exactly. Like the the weird spinoff video game things like that, like fan made video game stuff, and like and even speedrunning, like subcultures that spring from stuff like this, it happened, that's the first time I've ever seen it happen with a board game that I, or tabletop game that I was, like, so invested in, you know? And I don't pay attention to it much anymore, but Netrunner was one of the best things to ever happen to me, I think. I mean, I have a very good friend out of that now. That's um, awesome. I And and also, he is the group and his his crew, that's the group I play board games with. So some context of board game love, all of it spawns from Netrunner, all of it, and that's really awesome. And yeah, it's just it's, as it's it, crazy because. Go ahead. I was I was gonna say I don't want to blow too far past it just because as, as much as we can spread the word for awesome things, the better. Am two R, so everybody knows, yeah. is it was a another Metroid two remake. And that's because years ago, hell, still now, Nintendo just refuses to put out good Metroid they, content. They like hate first party. Yeah, they hate Metroid, despite the fact that people yeah. who love first-party Nintendo games, and specifically side-scrollers, like Metroid literally has a genre named after it, we had been clamoring for a new, solid, traditional Metroid for God knows how long. And this one guy, I don't remember his name, shame on me, but we, we had a 2v1 episode about it. He goes by Dr. M64. Thank you. Um, Perfect. I should have known you would know. But I can't um, remember his real name. I think he's like South American, and his name starts with an M or his last name or something like that. His last name starts with a G, I think, and he, worked, he worked on Ori 2. Oh, well, Ori 2 is also perfect. I haven't finished yet, but... That's one of those games I've been playing. He for got he got months. a real job out of uh, AM2R, which is amazing. That's that is really amazing because uh, that was one of the best 
Metroids I've ever played, and absolutely. it's not a real Metroid yeah, absolutely. in the sense that Nintendo didn't make it. It is, it is absolutely then, one of the best Metroids ever. Yeah, Nintendo did score big points with us with uh, the Samus, one on D Samus on Returns. 3DS. That was that was pretty amazing. What an unsung video game that nobody bought. Of course, of course. I don't yeah. know, stupid. But yep. okay, so Netrunner, Netrunner's canceled. Yes. Um, <laughs> before we before we move into another one, Josh, are you part of Nick's fiendish love for board games? Because I feel like I don't hear as much out of you from that stuff. Uh, I haven't been out. But I used to go out his way, what like once a month for a while. We haven't met up in a while. Yeah, so it's been a while. Josh got rolled into mm-hmm. things, yeah. But because of the whole 2020 thing, um, it just kind of fell off for... Yeah, COVID, COVID completely ruined, ruined yeah. that, actually, because you were starting I can, to, I like... I believe that. Yeah, you were starting to come out here. Like, we played with Mike, Mike from work, mm-hmm. as he's known on everything. Literally Pod. his handle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, jo- Josh has met Mike. We have played board games with Mike in the past. Um but we even did a whole thing. Josh and I and AJ and AJ's wife, like right before COVID, traveled to central PA, middle of fucking nowhere, to do a weekend of just playing in a cabin games. in the woods with mm. nothing around and no Amazing. cell service. It was great. It literally, yeah, it literally was a cabin in the woods. We didn't have any cell service. So, like, there were times where we needed to look up rules for board games and we could not. <laughs> Which was, That's amazing. Which was very it's, interesting. Yeah, putting, traveling to an uh, area you know, like that, you, it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. It just reminded me that areas like that existed in Pennsylvania, dude. Like it, it, it dude. was in Pennsylvania. It was yeah, in Pennsylvania. Now picture that being a giant portion of yeah. America. Like that is a giant it's portion true. of America. Yeah, and, it's, and, and let's face it, the world. You know, and the world, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, we we have a place like that too that we love to go to. But it's it's a beautiful cabin in, in the Highlands, uh, North Carolina. Mm. And even though there's no service, they have Wi-Fi. So, oh, not, doesn't quite count. weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah, in in the sense that like we're not totally cut off. But we we've gone there several times with big groups of people. And actually, we we play a lot of games. Probably not like strictly board games, but like yeah. those kind of social get together games. But yeah, it certainly hasn't made things any easier for you guys. Being like PA is among the I'll say the stricter states, or at least has been throughout the pandemic. So. Yeah, it's been more difficult for you. And and like my like jo- Josh also, I don't want to speak for you, but you have your job is very specific and like so I understand we haven't really met up or anything. And mm-hmm. like with my with my group um that I, you know, was born out of Netrunner, like we have hung out during COVID and whatever and like kind of maintained our meetup for playing stuff because none of us are going anywhere or really doing anything. So it's like, oh, well, we can at least come together for this one thing, and it's a small group. It's not like a giant gathering or anything. But Yeah, that's true. There's There's been plenty of times where um, we've had even – I'll say like early on in the pandemic, like we, we got big groups of people together, but we were the only people who, who had been hanging out. You know what I mean? So it was like yeah, quasi – restricted i don't know but i, I i'm not going to get on the 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 covid um so well it's not real like that. it's not real no so. well the, i mean the one thing that <laughs> the okay. one thing that people uh drive me nuts with is like if if you have to get tested to go 
see somebody or do something or whatever. I've I've quarantined and, myself for for two weeks to avoid. But it, it, yeah, and, and that's good. My thing that I'm saying is, like, I I think a lot of people don't approach it rationally because sure. let's just say for the sake of argument, I'm driving up to PA, and somebody says you have to uh, get a test mm-hmm. whenever you get here, and I'm like, I'll do it if that's what you want. I'll do it, but just so you know, if I pumped gas in West Virginia and contracted it and then tested it the next day. Up. It will not show up mm-hmm. if I got it. Like, yeah. And I don't know. Like, I can also get it at the grocery store. So that's a whole different conversation that we're not going to get into. I'm yeah. immune to it, now, um, so I don't really care. <laughs> Josh has the right. vaccine. Jo- yeah. And um, th- I'm, I'm not an anti vaxxer by any stretch of the imagination, but I will say if, if what you have heard is that it can put you on your ass. Josh can confirm it fucked him up. The worst nights of my life. Uh, whenever he got it, apparently, apparently it only affects yeah. the uh, yeah the, the second was- or the uh, younger, the younger crowd that get it, which is weird. Like the older individuals don't really get sick from it from the second shot, or so I've been told. It makes sense, which is funny. You're like sixty five, yeah. and if so. you had COVID, it doesn't. <laughs> it, mess that's you up. the opposite of the yeah. infection. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it was that is, is and. Did, did you get Moderna or um, Moderna. Pfizer? Because th- you got it before J and okay, they had it before um, uh, J and J came out with theirs. But anyways, that's all boring shit. Um, <laughs> you get you talked about looking up rules, Nick, and I had some synapses firing. I will, I'll I'll do one of my board games now, and then we'll yeah. just go back and forth. So, as Nick and Josh no doubt know, my absolute favorite that we play. Uh, our friends in Atlanta is Talisman. So uh, I actually had a, a listener request shout out Brady, who is friend Jake Kurtz's soon to be brother in law, if okay. you can process all that. No, I, I um, lost track. So, <laughs> yeah, what? Who's Brady? Huh? Um, he's, he was like, dude, you should, because I was sending some pictures of, of we got all of the expansions and everything because Fantasy Flight, they had the IP rights to Talisman. Yeah. And then. A couple, I want to say, just throwing this out there, a couple years ago, they went out of print. So the the prices skyrocketed on them. Like if you wanted to get the the vanilla game, it was like over $100. The expansions were God Holy knows how shit. much. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, exactly, Nick. And That's funny. what's so funny is um, through the friend of ours who we live with, he has a copy of the game. And we, the three of us love it more than anybody I know, meaning myself, um, Tara, and James. And we're always looking to indoctrinate new people. And we had two friends come over to play it for the first time. They both absolutely loved it. Like, they, they weren't even winning. And they were like, I, I, I want to play this all the time. And our one friend, I want to devote my life to this. Exactly. <laughs> and, and this is a long-ass game. Like, if you play by the rules and everything, I mean, depending on how many people you have, this a single game can last, I'll say, on average three to four hours maybe more maybe a little bit less whatever sure yes you like my hand movements there josh <laughs> and uh, our friend yarrow he he was drinking we we always were drinking heavily when we're playing and he said how can i get this and he he goes on amazon he's like oh it's this and just swipes for the you know like the one click buy i was like holy shit yarrow hold on like you know let me at least look at it i was like there's no way they have it it's, it hasn't been available and he's like what are you talking about and it was 40 bucks Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, it is there. And then I noticed 
the uh, Pegasus Spiel, which is a German company, yeah. mm-hmm. they acquired the IP, and it's in print again. So if you're hearing this and you like any of what I'm about to say, immediately go buy whatever you want for Talisman because they're available. So I not only bought my my own copy of the, the vanilla board game, but... I got the major expansions. So they have ones that are like just cards and characters and like something that moves around the board and terrorizes you. And that's all cool and good. But I wanted the actual board expansions. And there are five. There's the Woodlands, the Highland. um, Can I do this? Uh, The Dungeon and the City. And then there's also a Dragons expansion, which replaces the center of the board. The other ones go on the corners. And I started off saying, all right, we'll get the board and one expansion. And I was like, all right, I talked to Tara and I was like, all right, fine, we'll get we'll get two expansions. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And just literally bought it all. I was like, I'm gonna be pissed off at some point down the road. And, and like it all of them together was a little over two hundred dollars for something that you love that much, you might as well. Like imagine getting oh, two hundred dollars worth of network netrunner content. Oh oh Alex. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so, have I have purchased everything available for good. Netrunner, even exactly. after it was cancelled. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, and you so you paid premiums, no doubt, Mark, uh, marked up stuff. So yeah, we don't have to get into that. No, I did go it. for it. I, I actually didn't. I managed to not really do that, luckily. Um, Excellent. And and two things were actually like way out of print, and I would literally never get them. So I had to get them like printed by a like a, a third party service. But yes, I went out of my way to buy everything of Perfect. Netrunner. After it, if it's after if it's it something canceled. you love, I mean that that was the easiest way to justify it. I was like, we love this shit, Dude. and we're gonna use it nonstop, Dude. and we have been. Yeah, exactly. So. It was such a major part of my life, and I love the game so much, and I'm so glad that I have it. Like, I have, yeah, I would pay anything for stuff like yep. that. Yeah. So a real quick summary of how of how the game works. So Talisman is it's fantasy themed, you know, dragons, monsters, ghouls and goblins and all that shit and magic and spells. And you have two base stats. You have your your strength and your craft, uh, your life, obviously how you keep alive. You can collect objects to to buff your various stats. Um, You have spells, you have followers, lots of different things like that. Gold to buy things. And at the end of the day. It's all dice rolls. Mm. But, you know, to be fair, like a lot of the stuff that we play, even the most creative and imaginative games that are out there, like like OG Dungeons and Dragons, like that's also dice rolls to some extent. That's you know, true. you have really good narrators and dungeon masters, but that still determines how the, how the game goes and how well you do and all that. So um, that's just one thing to keep in mind. But I think, if anything, that makes it a lot of fun. I, I will also admit, I am... I, hmm, I'm trying to think of how to say this. I turn into I can, I can get nasty when I play Talisman. <laughs> like I am I am ultra competitive, and it's so dumb because it's dice rolls. Yeah. Like, and at the end of the day, yes, I can be I can take more gambles or play more aggressively or whatever because there are certain things that you would and would not want to risk doing. Uh, you have fate, so you can re-roll things uh, occasionally. But like, we've really tightened up on the rules lately. We uh, historically, when we play, and we're we're almost always drunk, we we have these like tribunals, and we get together and we're like, all right, and we have to deliberate on a rule. And typically, <laughs> we we do like a rule of common sense prevails. Like, would you be able to do this? Like, depending, unless there's extremely specific wording on a card. Yeah, and 
then I we played sober one night several weeks ago, and I realized on the back of the main instruction manual, there's a whole flow chart that answers a lot of the questions that we've been debating for a long time. I was so, I was gonna bring that up. No, but Tara's always the first one to reach for the rule book. She's really good about that. Okay, but uh, yeah, it's because we you know we often because it's such a time investment, we usually play for a small amount of money. We have we have a pot. <laughs> Um, that we put money into because we're going to Vegas in July okay. for um, our friend's 21st birthday. And we just put money into that pot because we're going to throw it toward the, the Vegas lodging. So 20, the funny thing 21st? is... 21st? Well, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Oh my and God. here's the best thing. So young. It's uh, His birthday is July 4th. Oh, wow. So Vegas, July 4th, turning 21. Happy birthday, dude, America. Yeah, he, he he's going to get wrecked. It's going to be great. But... Um, uh, so what I'm getting at is whether I win or Tara wins, the money comes from the same place. We're married. We share our finances. It is absurd for me to get that competitive, <laughs> but I can't help myself. Like, I don't like losing in Talisman. Yeah. I just really don't like it, but it's, it is so much fun. I highly recommend it to anybody who wants to try it. Like I said, if if you like the fantasy stuff and you want to actually do something social with friends and get down and play a board game for several hours and enjoy some drinks and camaraderie, my number one recommendation is Talisman. I have others on my list. But uh, Nick and Josh, I'll turn it over to you for your next one. I think I think Josh will probably feel vindicated a little bit by what I'm about to say because um, I think okay. we talked about it a little bit. Um, so the, the dice rolling mechanic is interesting that you mention like you're okay with it um there has been i would say like a rejection of of relying on dice rolling in a lot of games that i realized i love um i know josh and i played a game together that was based almost purely on dice rolling which was betrayal Josh, do you remember playing Betrayal? You have to tell me, explain it, at least ever so slightly. That was that was the one, it was at my place with Mike mm-hmm. from work, and it was the horror-themed one where me and you were playing against him, oh, yeah, I didn't and like he game. was like some little girl. I didn't like that game either. I think that, <laughs> I think that, I think that game is actually not good. I, I, think that, I think that game is just bad. And it's like one of it's one of the ones that people point to in terms of like getting people into board games. And that seems crazy. Most of that game is based on dice rolls. Uh, you only you only move based on dice rolls. You combat combats based on dice rolls. Almost everything is based on dice rolls. And so that like thing of rolling die is like an older kind of idea from the games that we grew up with, like Monopoly and Life and totally. whatever. And, like, it's kind of a crutch in a lot of games. Now, some do it really well, but but um, stuff like those older games are, like, if you try to play them now after even having a taste of modern board games, even Talisman probably, it's like, why the fuck would we ever play this? <laughs> like, I hate this. This is so dumb because it's just up to luck and it's stupid. Um, like I am so against dice rolls anymore and there's only, there's only a handful of games that like really pull it off. Obviously something like Dungeons and Dragons, it's all based around that and that's different, 
but a game that like betrayal where we just roll the dice and see what happens it's just like I don't even want to do this. I have no control over this situation. <laughs> so that that sounds like absolute pure yeah. luck and dice rolls. Yeah, yeah. Which I would agree is absolute trash. Like if, if yeah. I want to do that, we, one of our favorite dice games. Have you ever played Farkle? No. I will tell you guys about it um, at some point in this queue of games we have to talk about. But Farkle is amazing. I'll, uh, I'll explain that. But with the Talisman, there are enough decisions that yeah. you can make and equipment and, and character-based stuff that it's not pure dice rolls. You right. know, it might not necessarily be your total cup of tea from what you're saying, Nick, but it's. I will say as far as dice roll games go, it's definitely my favorite. I, I, I think it's really it, – it's the highest – level of quality that you can take a dice roll game to yeah because like another another thing you mentioned was like oh the cards and it comes up to an interpretation of the cards and like obviously so much fun doing that obviously that is a major part of the game i've never played talisman and um the thing with card games and verbiage on cards in card games is like it is actually so explicit and so designed and so thought over that you kind of like don't realize it until later like you said you said Tara likes to look at the rules it's like yeah you should definitely look at the rules because it totally. probably it probably answers the question every time and it, and mm -hmm. if it and if it doesn't the card answers the question because they are written so explicitly to answer everything like they are almost in my experience the the verbiage on a card answers every question you take it as literal as it is meant to be taken and if if the only reason you wouldn't is if some other card or something is contradicting contradicting yeah, or like or, or if there's like a hierarchy and, yeah, and right there would be like a flow I, chart of like this yep. this beats this 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 beats this like yeah. i i would agree with you in the sense that the card is gonna have as long as it's a really well designed game, including Talisman, it will have the verbiage on the card. That combined with a fundamental understanding of the overarching rules of the game, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. an answer. There's almost right. some of the things that historically we thought Especially, were mysterious. Talisman is an old game. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we have definitely resolved a lot of ways that we use. For example, I told you about fate. We used to just, you can use fate nonstop. We found out that fate is A, it's tied to die, or I'm sorry, it's tied to a singular die, and there are types of fate, whether you can make somebody else re-roll or a creature re-roll versus you get to re-roll, and you can only do it once per die. Yeah. So... Like, we used to just do, like, oh, I don't like this fate. I don't like this fate. <laughs> I spend five fate in a turn, which is actually a really fun alternative way to play. But if you get really strict, you can't do that. Oh, so yeah. So I have no problem, personally, with house ruling stuff. Like Yeah, of I course. Th I think Whatever that, you want. that can be fun as long as the group's into it. Yeah. But but as far as, like, pure luck and dice rolling, like, I I need to have some kind of control, which it sounds like with Talisman there's there's whole there's whole other things that are happening like cards are in play that change, do something specific and then it might tell you to roll a die but that's different 
It's not like there are a, there are a couple of things that have been bullshit by by my <laughs> judgment. Yeah, but very few and far between. Like the most recent game we played, I technically would have lost because <laughs> you're gonna laugh. <laughs> I, I need to get another drink, so. I had to draw a, a chip out of a bowl uh, from the dragon expansion, and I needed a certain chip to survive because the place that I landed was such f- trash. <laughs> yeah. And Tara drew it, and that would have killed me. And I was like, I want to fucking draw it. <laughs> and so I was like, I acknowledge that you technically win because you've been drawing for me the whole game, but let me reach into the bowl yeah. and pull it out. And then whenever I did it, I survived, and then I wound up, quote, winning that way. That's, I lost. I lost that game. I so. think, like, that stuff can be fun. Yeah. Like, when, whenever something hinges on that role, like, don't take the game seriously, even though you said you take Talisman seriously. Oh, yeah. like, I can't help it. Certain games, like, it, that, that randomness does make it better. Like, yeah. um, I don't need to get into this too much, but like there's a there's a game called Twilight Imperium that I think is incredible. That is an incredible board game. And it is a game that requires a full day. It takes literally a full day to play. Um I the one time I played it was like 10 hours. And you know it was a whole thing. It was like we're going to do this. This is the game we're playing. You know it's going to take a long time. We're going to take breaks. We're going to do whatever. But it, it really is that kind of experience. And that game is primarily nothing, nothing with dice rolls except combat. So whenever you get into combat, it's like, okay, we're going to roll some dice. And it's, it's kind of exciting because every other decision that you make is based on other mechanics that you have complete control over. But whenever you get in, whenever you butt heads with somebody, it's up to fate. And yep. like that makes it fun because you can't really go into a situation saying, I know I am going to win this and you can't like steamroll over people. It's just, we're going to roll some dice and see what happens. And like, yeah. And so talisman has both of those. Yeah. That's what's really cool. Especially I'll say late game talisman. If, if you, just really got a really good run of rolls and some great things happened to you, or in the case of Terra, two games ago, you get a bullshit combination of items that makes you totally unstoppable, which, like, in the big scheme of things, what Terra did, she probably had a 0.1% chance of it happening, and it did, and I was livid. <laughs> but she was utterly unstoppable. Like, it literally every turn, she got that much more unstoppable. Yeah. But it's really cool because late-game Talisman, as you get stronger... Sometimes when you do battle, usually with a creature or if it's with another character, you're so your base attributes are so strong, you don't even roll. You're like, fuck you. Like you can roll all you want. I don't even have to roll and I still beat you. Yeah. And that's like that gets really satisfying uh in, in the late game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's it's really cool. Yeah, there's like good ways to do it. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I definitely think Talisman does a good job of that. But mm. so, um, Netrunner is great and canceled. Talisman yes. is amazing and available. Holy shit! Please buy it. Uh, Betrayal sucks. Don't play it. What's yeah, next? unfortunately. Um, I got one that I have played with Josh one time too to roll him in here. One of my favorite 
modern things that I've played and I still play is called Quacks of Quedlinburg. We've played. Do you remember this, Josh? That's like, if you were to ask me, you have played it multiple times. Hey, what board games do you like? Quacks would probably be the first thing that I would say. Yeah. So on the topic of randomness and dice rolls and everything to, to basically undo everything I said, and I am nothing and don't listen to my opinion on anything. Quacks is 100% luck. (laughs) 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 Almost 100%, maybe 90%, maybe 90% luck. Uh, Do you you make any decisions? Oh, you make decisions. You do make decisions. Okay. Do you make decisions that are like uh, conservative versus uh, risk averse? No, <laughs> not well. Oh, so well, well. That's a, that's an interesting way to spin it. Wait, yes. by the way, I I just said the same thing. I'm gonna kill myself. Aggressive <laughs> versus conservative. Do you make yeah. decisions like that? Yeah. So, so I'll talk about that later with Farkle. Continue. Okay. So so Quacks of Quedlinburg. It's a ridiculous name, I but love it. it is it's it's amazing, and I highly recommend getting it. It's not like an expensive game or anything, and it's very basic for the most part. Um, it is a it is a potion brewing game set in medieval times where you are trying to make the best potion to sell at a market as a basically homeopathic shill like that that is what a quack a quack exactly (laughs) that that it's it's so brilliant it's such a it's such a good thing like everything about it is so good and basically what you're doing is you are you're trying to brew a potion but you're doing it with little tokens and you are pulling these tokens out of a bag that you cannot look into so you are pulling chips out of a bag randomly to brew your potion and and making decisions based on what you pull out of the bag and going from there. Sounds and, great. And so like the chips that you pull out are ingredients for your potion and they could be like, you know, it, the the starting one is cherry bombs, which is what an amazing ingredient ingredient is bombs. And then <laughs> the the other like it'll be like, oh, um a spirit is an ingredient, rat tails, pumpkins, mushrooms, the classic um, stuff. Yeah, like it just bullshit fantasy stuff. It's it's very silly. And it is so good. It is such a good game. It is like it's one of it's what I consider one of my intro games. Like if somebody hasn't played board games, if somebody hasn't played a modern board game, you know, something outside of Monopoly or whatever, this is one that I will point to because it's very basic. It's completely almost completely luck based and the the actions of it are simple and you are just doing something so silly which is brewing a potion and dude it is so good like the decision is based on whether or not your potion is going to be viable or you are going to like blow up your cauldron in your face yeah. and that is based on the cherry bombs. It's one ingredient specifically. And everybody starts on the same footing. And you are pulling ingredients out of your bag and placing them in your pot. And there's a whole bunch of rules there that we don't need to get into. But like the cherry bomb thing is you're pulling these out. 
and if you will exceed a certain number of cherry bombs, your your pot explodes. And so if that happens, bad things happen to you. You 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 fall back in points and you can't do certain things. And that is the decision. That's the risk versus reward. I always compare it to um, Push Your Luck, the old, the old uh, game show, where mm-hmm. you, you know they're pressing the button. They don't want to get whammies and whatever. That is what Quacks of Quedlinburg is. Basically, you are pulling it out of your bag, and you don't want to exceed a number of this certain ingredient. And so, over the course of the game, you're getting different ingredients to like dilute your bag of options. And so you're getting more and more and making a better potion. And, dude, it's just so good. It's, it's like, it's easy for people to understand right away, basically. And it looks great. It's fun to pull shit out of your bag. It's fun when something bad goes, like, when something bad happens because you're like, oh, I had no control over that. I was just pulling stuff out of my bag. And, like, it's just, it's just dumb. It's dumb, but it's but it has enough decision making that you feel like you might be in control of it, but you super aren't. And so like just seeing and just seeing what happens is is fun. I have played that. That's by far my most played game I own. By by far. Wow. That's crazy. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to know. Uh, I, I've never know heard a game I take very seriously. You just think it's dumb while we're playing. I, I, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can take it as serious as you want. And it's fun because, like, oh, my God, it's so good. So, like, you can you can build your bag a certain way. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard. Actually, actually, Alex, I think Talisman might be this way. Do you draw from a deck in Talisman? Like, Yeah, 100%. And you're building the deck, your deck, right? No. Oh, so okay. there's a there's okay. a deck in there's an adventure deck in the middle of the board game and then uh per expansion there is a expansion designated deck as well. So there's okay. like a Highland deck, there's a well okay. wood, uh, a woods deck whatever. So yeah. like whenever you are saying like you're building up your own character, it's not you're not it's not literally a deck builder. You're not building something no, you're not building a deck, but like you, okay. you do have and keep cards, namely okay. objects, followers, spells, and and by the way, uh, another thing that really enhanced our recent experience. I, my friend has a 3D printer. Nice. He made nice. He made he made placemats, bro. That's awesome. And like, yes, because that yeah. actually the one of the worst things about Talisman is trying to. Every single time you get into a conflict, especially late game, okay, I have this many points for this. Mm. Uh, I add three for a this. A bunch one. of math. Every, this placemat, not only do you not have to do much math because most of it, or like it's simplified, but like you can move your character by picking up your placemat versus before like the whole table is fucked until the game's over. Sure. This is really cool. Dude, so, I, wanna, I want a 3D printer to fuck around with in general, but I primarily want it for board game stuff. Exactly. And, and yeah. this friend, he, he is building a new 3D printer using materials that he's printing with his existing <laughs> yeah, 3D printer. That's exactly why I want a 3D I, printer. Listen, <laughs> listen yeah. I hate this word, but it's the most meta thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it, I, it I, is, yeah. That, that's why I want so one. Good. I want one to be able to like do shit like that. Like, yeah. yeah. 
It's it's like prehistoric. Um, what was the thing on Star Trek? The um, the thing that just the rep- makes the you replicator. whatever you want. The replicator. Yeah. God, so amazing. I heard something. I heard something disturbing the other day about how the replicator works. By the way, um, I haven't watched Star Trek in a while, and maybe maybe this won't be so revelatory to you alex but like this is tng for everybody right uh next Next generation generation and beyond every everything beyond next generation has a replicator i the original series might i don't i never watched it i don't know this is just what nick and i love yeah the next generation is one of our favorite shows i i watched a lot of deep space nine too deep space nine is Mm. is excellent um Mm -hmm. but so the replicator as far as i heard i don't know if this is canon or anything but they replicate the the material to use the replicator is from the like waste of the spaceship, so shit and piss and like trash what? and stuff. You know what though? Oh god, we're gonna get so deep here. And like uh, I love thinking. I I don't. I can't believe that never dawned on me watching that show. Well, here's the thing. Everything is. If you get really fundamental, yeah, everything is just made out of out of atoms and like <laughs> yeah. things, things that we think are gross, are made up of a particularly gross combination configuration of or a comb. That's it. Yeah, like, and that is a really mind blowing thing to think about because yeah. I always think about it with um, the air that I breathe or the water that I drink, and it's like yeah. fundamentally it's the same thing. But like when you purify water, you get rid of nasty shit and like yeah you're allegedly left with the good stuff left behind the pure stuff but yeah, yeah that's ooh, man I, I okay so just so everybody knows empty stomach i had the blueberry the golden <laughs> monkey and i'm almost done with the second golden monkey which i i cracked not long ago so this this is gonna get messy but um i got a new one i a, a, a new beer a new beer introduce your drink and then i ha- i have to involve josh here in a second uh, I have a Flying Dog, which is another New York brewery, I believe. Pretty sure. Um, the The guy that does the artwork is Ralph Stedman, if anybody knows that name, uh, which was from, if you've seen the movie Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, yes. He, did, he, he was the guy that did all the artwork with um, Hunter S. Thompson. Um, nice. Anyway, this beer is the Cream Team. Cream sauce, bukkake. Yeah, it's just it's just a cookies and cream milk stout. That sounds really good. ABV? Uh, I think it's actually pretty strong. Um, it sounds nine and a half strong. percent. Oh shit! Cheers, Golden yeah. Monkey. Yeah, cheers. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so Josh, I have to say that you have. I was very entertained because we haven't recorded a two v one together since Nam, and. There are, there's one thing that's very Josh Simon about it, and another thing that is just very generally podcasty about it. You're not wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you you seldom wore I shirts. I literally uh, got so out of the shower and walked to my computer to do this. I appreciate that you joined very much because this too. this has been really awesome. And the other thing is, the the most hallmark experience of you podcasting with us right now is the slight echo in your voice, which implies that there's nothing in your I apartment. Actually, this is the most like I've ever, <laughs> I have things. There are things here. Are you, are you, is there grass growing under your feet? 
I don't know what that means. Is that a saying? It's an ex- it's an ex- it's an expression. I'll d- I'll defend mm-hmm. Josh here. So are you're like kind of maybe gonna hang out for a little bit, and and where you oh, currently are? Yeah. Probably. Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, Josh. Actually, uh, on a on a real life note, uh, I have probably as I've gotten older, I've identified more. We, we used to give you shit about that. I've identified more with that than ever before. Like the the ability to just change your mind and try something new at any given time. I'm you know, all about it. But you've you know been who's going in, through that right now, which cracks me up, is my my dad. He's retired three times already, well, and he keeps going back to work. That's that's called a midlife crisis. I guess. <laughs> no, I no, I maybe, maybe there's a gene that you get from him, but uh, I always tell people that. I reserve my right to change my mind at any time for any reason. Yeah. It's actually a, a really important thing to keep. And actually, I think it's a, it's a sign of intelligence. So, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, you should, whenever presented with information, you should be able to change your mind. Yeah. Um, I have been. Oh, to, Nick. I have been. That to, was beautifully worded. But continue. <laughs> thanks. I have been to Josh's apartment. And it is the most lived in Josh Simon dwelling I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Domicile. Yeah, I've had I a plan it. through all Very these. Nice. Years I mean, I, I see shit on the walls. Never believed me, but I knew what I was doing. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm the last. <laughs> all those, all those prior places Simon. were never decorated because I knew I was moving to something different. Now I know. Now I, okay. now I don't think I am. So now I, now I can okay. devote time I, and effort I am to the, my abode. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm the happy. last person to judge you because what you have done with your living spaces, I've done with jobs. Like <laughs> I, I have literally lost track of how many jobs I've had. Now I could get you know on my LinkedIn and, and actually get a number. I think it's like eight or nine. But my point is, I'm to your point. I've always had a plan. Like I, I don't just do things completely willy nilly. I know I'm going to figure it out and and you know move on as as necessary. But uh, I am I'm glad that you're. That you have figured things out to this point, and uh, you're can, can we out for can a while we talk or... about something actually important for a second? Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. Today at work, brought in a bag of cheese it flavored popcorn. Okay, I'm interested. It's, liter- it's literally and it's literally a bag of listening. popcorn <laughs> that's labeled, you know. Cheese it flavored popcorn. They had white cheddar cheese it flavored popcorn and just regular cheese it flavored popcorn. Okay, it was very good. But I'm trying, isn't that just cheese yeah. flavored popcorn? No, yes. I got a yes and a no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna go yes. I, I, I can't it, get. I, that I will deep. say it was very very like, good popcorn. It was mm. very good popcorn. As, as I remember, as a cheese it aficionado, I have to disagree. That it's not the same thing. That's true. I have to meet you at least halfway, Nick, because I feel like you and I have we have bonded on a molecular level over <laughs> cheese. Tabasco cheese. Which, Jesus. by the way, I don't I don't know when this happened, but there was a time when Tabasco, the branding, was on the front of the box. Yeah, and something I've noticed in the past years. Is that Tabasco is nowhere to be found? They call them hot and spicy. I think. Oh, yes, I always yeah. thought and those were like different. they changed. It's still a little. 
It's a little green bottle. No, they're not different. It just changed. It was subtle, and I'm sure that big wigs exchanged handshakes and money at a at mahogany the table. table. <laughs> yes, you remember, Nick? Yes, <laughs> the mahogany table. I'm so pleased. Uh, there, there is, is no wrong. Nick, we're getting uh, we're getting into reminiscent levels. But you guys here. aren't yeah. on the same wavelength with your cheese at likes. Josh has a Josh has a very controversial opinion about cheese. That's by the, the, the uh, way. The best cheese that I'm looking at a box right now are the extra toasty cheeses. That's all they are. They're just extra toasty cheeses. I swear to God, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I I was going to say baked in yeah, my baked. in my stupid baked. drunk in my drunk mind. I knew you were going to say that, and my God, are no, you they're, wrong? No, they're because it's the it's <laughs> just the <laughs> basic cheese. It's the had basic cheese. It just it slightly enhanced by being cooked a little longer. Just burnt. They are a little. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what they are. Burnt. I, th- this this reminds me of two v one and why we called it two v one. Yeah, exactly. Have, ha- yeah, I haven't <laughs> okay. had them yet. To be fair, gotta have them. Gotta try them. I have, and I they're was unimpressed. Okay. Yeah, I still buy basic Cheez-Its. I haven't got just the think of Just think of your love for the basic Cheez-It, but just think of them as a little crunchier. That's kind of all it is. I don't know that I need... Like, they're already really crunchy. And so this was, this was the thing with, like, the popcorn thing, because let's not move beyond popcorn Cheez-It flav- flavored popcorn or whatever, because that is absurd. But <laughs> the thing I was thinking of... Cheez-Its are good to me because of the crunch. Like, obviously, they taste great, but the crunch of popcorn is not the crunch of a Cheez-It. There is no crunch, in fact. And your teeth I get genuinely, up. Yeah, and I your genuinely teeth don't like popcorn. Invariably. With, but it was, it was okay. Yeah. I, I don't either, Simon. It's like, okay. like, sometimes I'm in the mood for popcorn, but, like... The 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 cr- the lack of crunch <laughs> with popcorn is a huge factor against cheese it flavor. So the, what I typically do with popcorn, which is what I do with, the, with uh, like cheese curls on the rare occasion that I have them, is I like yeah, is I, I like to suck on them either. because they do a weird thing in your mouth when they suck. They like shrink. They shrink in there, <laughs> and it just it just works. It just, I don't know what it is about it. It just works. I know okay. what you mean. It's inexplainable. It's kind of like an inexplainable you feeling you got going on in there while that is shrinking in your mouth. It's how I feel when I'm sucking dick. It's how, it's how <laughs> it, you need to brush up your game. It's supposed to get swollen and, <laughs> and larger. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're doing you're doing okay. a poor job with the with the uh, with shrinking. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is the perfect time for me to segue to. I was thinking about doing. Uh, I had a good podcast idea about doing. Hmm, I might do this, and I'm gonna maybe I'll test Tommy to see if he listened without me telling him to. <laughs> my my episode idea was to quiz him on his favorite brands or types of things. And, and do you know so, where that's so? Broad. I get it though. I see what you mean. CHP is like. CHP is Broad City, so <laughs> the uh, the whole idea is it it spawned from me reaching into and just making love each. to a bag of my favorite each my favorite <laughs> potato chips. So my question is, what is your favorite brand of potato chips? Mm. Hers, because they make the kettle cook stuff. Those are the really. Uh, I, th- I think I, I think that's the right answer here. I think. 
So I have an obvious answer, but I've obviously thought about this. So I prefer crackers. I, the thing that the thing that Josh said is very important. Kettle cooked, which is not a brand. To me, there's no other. There's like no other kind of chip. It's not me. a brand, but that's the chip right. I want. Okay, so do you have a brand of kettle? Because I'm the same way. There are there are some like bullshit potato chips that I'll eat. For example, Lay's no, dill no. pickle. I fucking no. love. Oh, so I'm not a, I'm not a pickle mm-hmm. chip fan. I like pickles. I like pickles. I can see Josh being will, an anti pickle. No, I like pickles. I will wreck a bag of that oh, okay. shit. But but they're not quality potato chips. Yeah, no. I just I think I think Lay's in general, sweeping generalization, are bad. Yeah, I agree. Two v one podcast. Yeah, I think I think Lay's are bad. They're too they're too mushy and nah. Um, but the, that's why I said like the key thing there is kettle cooked. So the yeah. brand kind of doesn't matter to me. I've, okay. I've had plenty of kettle like hers makes it. And for some cooked. reason, I just have a correlation of fine. hers and kettle cooked. I, I don't know why that exists to me. Oh, that's that's a that's a marketer's yeah. dream. Yeah, that that's is what hers yeah. wants you to think. Yeah, they definitely here's, do regular. Yeah, here's my answer, and maybe for all of the uh, listeners that we don't have are screaming <laughs> into their car radio. They're right driving now. off the road, <laughs> furious. I, I'm a Cape Cod guy. Yeah. Cape Cod has the best okay. potato chips. How how did the kettle? How is Cape Cod Cape getting Cod, down to Atlanta? Let's 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 talk oh, about that. Oh, who fucking knows? <laughs> and at, at who it's probably made in like Texas. But my <laughs> my my point is, a bag of Cape Cod salt and vinegar, or salt and pepper, or even the there's one that's like jalapeno something or other, and it has it has a green color on the bag, which tastes like Chinese takeout. Don't ask me to explain that. Those chips. I want you to explain that, <laughs> uh, dude. It's it's jalapeno something, and Cape Cod. It tastes like Chinese takeout. <laughs> I'm telling you, Cape Cod chips are the best potato chips, and I, I like. I'll fight anybody who disagrees. With I have, me. <laughs> like, I have a handful of things it. that I have to say. The Cape the yes, Cape Cod yes. chips. The Cape the Cod chips. Yours, Senator. The only reason I know those exist, and the only way, the only time I ever see those, I feel like those are the the. Bags that are just singled out in a grocery aisle on an end cap, like those single bags that are above like a Pepsi or a Coke machine, that it looks like no one's ever touching. They're just kind of up there for decoration. That's what I think of when I hear Cape Cod potato chips. Who, whoever is responsible for like refilling that end cap is doing a great job. Boom. Nick. Nick is correct. Yeah. Or, or no one's touching. Yeah. Whoever is, whoever is like, whoever is the district regional, like, whatever supplier of that is on top of their shit to make it look like but, it's always what was cool. that called when we did that at fronting, games fronting, you guys fronting? josh you did this you did that you did this for pepsi yeah, right yeah. like you had to go around and like refill mm-hmm, pepsi mm-hmm. stuff right yeah like who hey i i have to tell everybody during the gamestop craze these are three og GameStoppers. yeah by the way we all worked at GameStop together. Yeah, and it was a it's crazy incredible. time. Same. It was. Wait, what were those called though? The, like the marketing kits. It was an acronym, and Mar- technically an initialism. Uh, something something marketing kit. Something M. Yeah. I don't. I, like I don't. Josh, I, I, I was can. banking on you to give I, me it this. It might come to me at some point. I don't. 
I don't remember because like certain like GameStop was a weird little like specific thing where we we as the workers primarily did all of it. Yeah. But but there Turkey was, Neck would come around and supervise us. Yeah. But there was like the weird thing where we were selling DVDs every so often where mm-hmm. that was a very specific uh display that a third party came in to like upkeep. And yeah, that's right. That is a common thing in in everything, in grocery stores and stuff. This I mentioned Josh did the thing with Pepsi briefly. Like there are like totally different people that come in and do designs of those displays for certain brands. And I totally know what Josh is talking about, the Cape Cod one. <laughs> like whoever whoever is responsible for Cape Cod is like we got to hit these stores once a day every or Stat. twice a day or something like we got to be there. We got to make sure it looks filled and everybody looks like, so, yeah, Cape so Cod we, looks good. It works every time when it's when when it's when Cape Cod is on sale. <laughs> I, I, I grab like three bags, three, four bags. Are we I neglecting have to. That shit is amazing. The fact that Doritos are also considered a chip because I will always go the Dorito route. Okay, I love Doritos, so I purposefully don't buy. I, I don't. I, I don't. I can't because I will eat the whole yeah. bag. I will eat the whole Actually, bag. It, same same logic for the reason I seriously don't buy Cheez Its anymore. Yeah, like you, you get a bag or a box of Cheez Its, I the, I get precisely two sittings. Yep. Same out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't have it in one, but it's never more than it's two. Just two, almost always, and like I don't even use my hands. Yeah, I just pour it into my mouth. I can't. I've been like that since college. That's right. Oh, I, I, de- I definitely games. still use my hands because you haven't evolved. I don't know because I'm civilized. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But cheese Cheez Its are like a majority of my genetic makeup. So I have, I have to eat found a I've, I've found a yep, late yeah, life love for goldfish though I will say I, I don't know why yeah, yeah this, Tara is obsessed with goldfish are also very good this is this is a major dis major disappointment what a boring Josh. snack yes hey, yes. hey listen if if you so want to hear boor- I would rather just lick if a you want to hear my salt. boredom <laughs> snacks I I tend the, one of the only snacks I actually consistently buy are unsalted Snyder pretzels. Oh my God, Josh! You really are yeah, seventy-five years old. Well, yeah, first, like I, I just tried, I just tried to serve up Tara on a silver platter, and now she would kill you if she heard that because the pret, the Utz pretzels are all up. What I said, Utz, to be fair, but the saltiness is it what it's. You all need about. the salt. That's why you're yeah. eating it. I think I buy yeah. them because I, I tend to eat those. I, I've been eating a lot of hummus lately, and unsalted pretzels are the best hummus hummus dipping thing. But okay. I also eat them by themselves. I, I also eat different. them by themselves. It's that's different. different. Pretty often. Mm. All right, that's insane. That's like just eating bread. You might as well just eat plain bread. I, I don't know. I I did recently. I bought a bag of the like slight hint of salt triscuits because I was like, we need this to dip in our tzatziki sauce. Like my my efficiency mind was like, don't dip the rosemary and olive oil triscuits in tzatziki sauce. Because you a you're plain. wasting sodium and you're mixing flavors like just you know you need something plain for that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I can understand plain pretzels with hummus, absolutely. Like yes. way on board with that. Yep. But 
by themselves, no thank you. No way. Yeah, I, well, I, I so would so rather just thing, not though, eat. Like, I'd rather not eat. Sometimes yeah. I do it to trick my mind. Like, I, I want to snack <laughs> on something, but so if I just pop like a, yeah, like an oral, oral fixation. fixation thing, and it's, it's, you're putting, it's not essentially nothing for the most part. Yeah, I guess. So instead of eating half a box of cheeses, I'll eat one unsalted pretzel. There you go. Okay, but, but, hear me out. How much more enjoyable would that half box of cheeses be? (laughs) So much more enjoyable. So much more enjoyable. And YOLO. Who cares? Nothing matters. And cheese, it's our life. Cheese is life in general. And fuck my body. Yeah, yeah, cheese's life is something that goes back very far with you, Nick. I can remember that in the college days. Like, just cheese, bro. Yeah, cheese Just cheese life. all day, I, every day. Uh, I, uh, so, go ahead, John. My every morning breakfast at work, or I, I make scrambled cheesy eggs. Every morning, every breakfast, yeah. every work morning, right in the microwave. I have a little egg microwave thing. I crack two eggs in there. Nice. I microwave, I put some cheese in there. I'm good. I basically never Here. eat eggs without cheese. Here's here's a controversial idea. Actually, for both of you, I don't remember the last time I had eggs with cheese. At oh least my like making god. eggs. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, I know. And and the other thing is, um, I got rid of using microwaves in like 2015 or 16. I can understand I, that. I don't. I don't use mine, mine often, much. but it is very it, yeah. convenient a lot of the times. It is. Yeah. I, I admit to the convenience, but it was one of those things where uh, I. So the the friends that we lived next to previously, and now one of them with, we realized uh, the one time I was over there, I was like, "Where's your microwave?" They were like, "We don't have one." And yeah, you you, you have your mind fried for a moment, <laughs> and then you realize that like that's it's a pretty uniquely American thing, and like yeah. lots of places overseas, they don't even have them. They don't give a shit about them. And I yeah. was like, you know, it's probably not good for you either. No. And then I was like, hey, there is nothing that you can make in a microwave that you can't do in an oven or on the stovetop or whatever. And uh, just like cutting the cable, I never looked back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I totally understand that. Uh, I I use mine when I am lazy. That yeah, that, and, that and is, I understand that, that is too. what it's for. I knew, yeah. Like my trade off is the space. I like having the space. Mm, sure. A microwave is a fairly large item. Yeah, my new favorite thing is yeah. my air fryer. I use that beyond everything else. Anything you can do in a microwave, you can pretty much do in the air fryer. Mm. Okay, so mm. to be fair, I don't have a microwave, but. We have an Instapot, and holy shit, like making rice in an Instapot or a uh, a big roast of some kind. Oh my god, easiest thing in the world. I'm always like secretly worried that it's going to explode and kill me in my kitchen. That's a pressure cooker, but, right? Is that what that is? You like, could you could only be so yeah, lucky though. Pressure cookers, yeah, and and like if this is something that I do uh, as part of my living, I, I work with personal injury attorneys. And like, there's lots of lawsuits against pressure cookers that malfunction and kill people. Really? So, uh, oh, d- dude, everything inside, kills everybody. Inside scoop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, you can look at it like because obviously, whenever something breaks, that it's a defect. When I say breaks, uh, like breaking news that there's a defective product. Yeah. On the market, our clients are like, I want to rank number one for uh, pressure cooker injury lawyer. 
You know what I mean? That, that, okay. that is literally what we do for a living. Okay. But um, yeah, so I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, this thing could probably kill me at any second. My but, pressure cooker but, gave me mesothelioma. <laughs> one of our clients, uh, that's <laughs> mesothelioma is the like number one thing they want to rank for. <laughs> but I'm serious, dude. It's it's an interesting world. Yeah. Wait, hey, by the way, it is. We're recording on March 10th. Guess what tomorrow is? March 11th. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's my one-year anniversary at my company. Oh, shit. And, I, and I'm not making this up. I don't remember the last time I lasted a full calendar year. When are you leaving? I... I will say this publicly. I have no intentions nice. to leave. That's good. Yeah, I don't I don't want to leave. They they take care of me, I take care of them, and I'm like, this this is good. Let's keep doing this. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing because Jesus Christ did it take a long time. <laughs> wow. I can't see anything. I'm like totally dark. You are the, dark. It's getting it's getting dark outside. Here, let me bring up a browser with Google because uh it's just the it's white a nice page. white screen. Yeah. How's that work? Yeah, I can see you now. <laughs> I bet. Oh my god! All right, so that was a that was a series of tangents. Uh-huh. Let's do a couple more things before we wrap up here. Okay. Although I, like, I kind of just want to talk and yeah, do whatever cares? all yeah, night. Whatever, it's your show. Whatever. Appreciate it. Uh, so I mentioned Farkle earlier. I'm going to do Farkle and and my second in line. These won't take long. So Farkle is. You have six dice. Uh, you roll all six of them, and the scoring is based off of the the two the the two dice that always score are one and five. Okay. And I'm not going to go over score ring, but the the dice that score are one and five, unless you get like a like a one two three four five six. Um, if you get three of a kind, so like three twos, three threes, three fours. Um, what the hell? Or like, or three pairs. In a way, whenever you roll the six dice, it's almost like playing poker. Okay. And here's the thing: you have to set aside. You have to either accept whatever you rolled. So let's say I I rolled. Um, let's say I rolled three fours in my first roll of six dice. That would score four hundred. Okay. There are, and then. I can just say, all right, that's good enough. I'm going to bank it. That's my turn. And you just kind of, let's say you're rolling uh, your score. You want to get to 5,000 to win. I pass. I say, I'm good. I'm banking my 400 and I'm going. Or you can set aside the three fours Uh and re-roll the three. Yeah. And then you, you, so you see where I'm going. You can hope for a three of a kind, which is extremely unlikely. Or you can score a single one, which is worth 100. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a single five, which is worth 50. So it's worth less, but it's sort of like keeping the, the roll alive. So let's go with my hypothetical roll here. I roll those three. There's one five, nothing else scores. I put the five away. I now have 450 banked. Mm-hmm. I can either say that's my score or I roll the other two. And the, the brilliance of it is, let's say I'm going to go for it. Ready? Roll. Boom. I get two ones. Each of those is worth 100. I'm at 650. And the beauty of it is... You can re-roll the whole six now. So I roll again. Boom. And I rolled, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think too fast. But let's just say I roll something that nothing scores. Okay. You just farkled. Okay. You score nothing. 
it moves on to the next person. Okay. So it's like that. Um, I gotta get it closer. It's so dark. Uh, <laughs> I can't see. You it's anymore. like the, uh, <laughs> the 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 conservative play versus the aggressive play, and I, I it is it's all dice rolls like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But you get to make that decision. Yeah. Like how far do you want to take it? Yeah. And there there have been a couple times when we played when I've like gone through four or five different dice rolls because I you know I was able to score all six and continue, mm-hmm. but that. You can easily, uh, for the listeners and for you guys for that matter, you can look at the rules. It's very simple. Yeah. All you need to play is a notepad and six dice. Oh my God, Farkle was amazing. I think this so. game is in Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yes, it is. Yeah. Nick, so that's probably a, a completely different podcast. Yeah. That could happen one day. So two of the three Slice Brothers, not the oldest, James, but... John and uh, Joseph, they both love and play the shit out of Kingdom Come. Matter of fact, one of them is planning to go to the place in real life. Poland. Where is it? Somewhere in Poland. Is it? Is it Poland or the Czech Republic? Oh, wait. Oh, it might be Czech Republic. That's. I think it's, I think oh, it's the Czech Republic, but I could be wrong. That's right. I think it is. But, dude, this place is like a mecca for Kingdom Come players because it's, it's the same thing. Well, like, yeah, that, they, that city they is have a real plaques city. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but it's it's laid out to a T to the point where if if you have played Kingdom Come and you go there, you're like, oh, I know where this is, yeah. or I know where that street goes. Like everything's yeah, that's up awesome. Perfectly, but that's where they got Kingdom that Come. Game what a great from. game. We what a great game. Yeah, I, I never I've watched it. I have I haven't played it, but um, yeah. So Farkle is super awesome. You can check that out, and it's it's a very low barrier to entry. My yeah. other game I wanted to to bring up. That I don't know if you've played it, Josh. So Nick and I are ravenous fans of the Bloodborne series. I'm definitely a sucker yeah. for for um, IP based licensed board games. Licensed, stuff. yeah. L- l- thank you, licensed. Yeah, and so that in- immediately made me want to try the Bloodborne board game. But what's amazing about it is we like to play it if we want something a little bit shorter. So when you sit down for a talisman game, unless you play what we call our fuck you rules, and that means <laughs> if you can hurt or damage another person, you are legally bound to do so. <laughs> so like if you can land on a person and attack a person, we force you to, because fuck you rules are very important if you want to make a game go more quickly. Yeah. But um, Bloodborne, you're looking at, I don't know, maybe an hour? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, like yeah. it goes by quickly and it's very intuitive. And the coolest thing about it is unless you are specifically playing talisman with teams in the sense that you can't really help each other. But if you just basically say, oh, um, Tara and I are a unit. So if one of us wins, we both win. And if the other two people win, they win. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Bloodborne is different in the sense that it is as much cooperative as it is adversarial. I think, which is dude. That's so cool. That game is so interesting. Like, it yes, is, it is amazing. It is, it is so unique. It is so not like anything I've ever played still to this day. Like, it is so, it, it's another unsung thing. And Josh liked Bloodborne a yes. lot. Um, I think, I think you and I only played it like, head yeah, to my head. place. We haven't played it with other, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that game is fast. And you need that. I th- I, th- I think to really get the the full effect of Bloodborne, 
you would need you need mul- more than two. You people. need at least maybe even four. Yeah, you need at least three, probably four, because like certain cards play off of player count better than others. But like, dude, that game is like unbelievably interesting. It is, yeah, like it, and and it, it like the theme, the theme with Bloodborne works well, but it also isn't tied to being just about Bloodborne. Like it actually has almost nothing to do with. Bloodborne the video game it's it's like its own unique thing as a as a tabletop thing it's 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 so awesome but they do a good enough job of incorporating yeah weapons yeah you know to please the licensing in me the weapons the uh the soul like the blood echoes mechanic of like yeah hey you can choose to bank these, or you can be more aggressive yeah. and try and get more. They might benefit you. The bosses, the bosses, like, yeah. It's it's the best of all worlds in the sense that if you if you love Bloodborne the video game, please try the board game. And if you try the board game, play the game. Okay, even though it might it, it's it looks a little bit more difficult in that direction. You know, it's funny. We have to be very clear about this, actually. Um, Bloodborne, the card game, is what we're talking about. Uh, yes, thank you. Because there is a new board game coming out called Bloodborne that I don't really know much about, actually. Hmm. Um, it is it is more of a dungeon-crawling type of game, uh, and it, it like got kickstarted a couple years ago. The Kickstarter was like ridiculous and it had a million expansions and whatever i'm not interested in it the one we're talking about is bloodborne the card game it is you're right it is it is primarily cards there is no board really and it is excellent it's by it's by cmon cmon is the publisher and it is it is really good like if you played bloodborne you'll you'll like it but as you'll like it more but as far mm-hmm. as just a game on its own, it's just a really good game. Like, yep that that whole competitive thing, while being cooperative, is just really unique. I it's constantly deciding whether or not you think it's it, it's like poker in a way because people can bluff like whether or not they're gonna yeah help or try and fuck you over yeah and that's every. I, God, I love and, that. And, and everybody, like, the you you all are trying to take down a, a monster at once, but, like, you're, you want to, you want to... Deal the killing blow. You Yeah, you want to deal the killing blow, but you also want to chip away at it because it's helping you, but at the same time, if it's helping you, you're probably helping everybody else, so, like, it's this, it's this, like, really specific balance I've never encountered in another co-op game, where nice. it is still a an adversarial experience of like, you want to beat everybody because that's how the game works, but you have to sort of work together to, to play the game. Yeah. Like almost unspokenly yeah, to like defeat the monster, because if you don't defeat the monster, it's going to hurt everybody. So it's It's just going to kill everyone. Yeah. It's just, that game is very unique. Very unique in, in my experience. I, we haven't talked about this in a long time, Nick. I'm glad to know that uh, it has such a glowing review from a I still from a really board like slash it. card game. Yeah, aficionado. I still really like that game, and I never, I, I almost never really get to play it at this point. Um, it's because <clears throat> it, it's because it's a licensed thing, which is weird, and 
I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It's just it. I don't get to put it on the table very often. Yeah, um, I get it. It's what's what's the game I really like with building. Um, you put plots of lands out, and you have your little men. And there's like castles, and you have to keep them in the castle to attack in it, people. Inish. We, yeah, that's my favorite. I like Inish. In, Inish is incredible. That's an amazing board game. <laughs> um. <laughs> I see the enthusiasm on your face. Now. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I didn't know what we were planning for this. I um, briefly, Inish is a like land grabbing area control kind of game. Uh, it's based on Celtic mythology, so it's it's all of these like um, references back to. Like Irish history, Scottish history, you know, Viking history, stuff like that. And the game is primarily a card game where you all are playing with the exact same cards and you are drafting the cards. And it's a very small pool of cards. It's like 12 or 16 or something. It's not, it's not a big number of cards. And you, over the course of like, I don't know how many rounds, but after like two rounds, everybody is familiar with what the cards do. And when you are getting them in your hand and you're deciding which one to pick, you know what that's going to mean in terms of every other player at the game. And so you are making decisions for yourself while also trying to mitigate what the other players are going to do with these cards that you know are going to come up every single time, every round that you play this entire game. And everybody gets familiar with the cards within 15 minutes. And the game will take a couple hours, but you're trying to become the leader of the new Celtic world. So, like, the idea is that it's Vikings just suddenly set, setting out on the sea and basically finding, like, Greenland or America, essentially. Yeah, and And so... As the game goes on, you are actually building out the board too. Like the, you're building the map as you go because you're finding new lands, and um, the way that you do that is a whole very specific thing. But it's like this, it's like this constant back and back and forth of um, I'm trying to have the majority control of this land, while other people are trying to have the majority control of a different land, and you're trying to be like the king of the new world, sort of. That game is incredible. It's it's so it's so like tight because there's not many options that you have to do um, because everybody has the same cards to play and every like I said everybody will understand what those cards are going to be after like one or two rounds and so like Bloodborne you are trying to like play your own game, but you're also trying to anticipate what everybody else is going to do because it's mm -hmm. such a limited pool of actions that you kind of know what's going to happen. You know what's you know what the course of the game is going to like work towards. And it's just this you have to be the majority controlling person of this land and it's viking themed and the artwork is amazing and it's very simple generally and Josh me, AJ, and his wife had an amazing game of this where it lasted 
it lasted a long time because we were at such a stalemate trying to like trying to just like maneuver who was going to win the game. It was it was it was fascinating. That that was one of the best games I've ever played of that, by the way. I think like, Monica was, ended up winning it was, that. It was so good. Yeah. Uh yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Because like it's like a it's like a thing of like we know what's gonna happen, but you can also like kind of like convince people to do stupid mm-hmm. actions and like so it's sort of like role playing in a way, like where you can just like okay, don't do that because you're going to screw me over. Like, maybe you shouldn't do that. But it, it, there's, like, politics in it a little bit, which is, it's good. Inish. It's I-N-I-S. That's um, been my favorite thing it's like an I've Irish ever word. played with a group or us. I want to play that game all the time. It's just, it's just a very specific player count that I just don't ever get to really do. It's, it's max of four out of the box. Um with an expansion, it can be five, but yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get it happening for me personally, which sucks because I want to play that game more. But yeah, it's great. I That's bought great Loop. One. I bought Loop Hero wow. because it kind of reminded yeah. me of that game. Yeah, really. I don't know why. I, I, I've been watching things. And I'm like, for some reason, Inish popped into my mind. I'm like, if I really liked Inish, maybe I'll like this game. So we're gonna see what happens. That's an, that's an interesting, com- yeah, that's an interesting yep. comparison. There probably isn't a comparison, but it's what I'm going with. Okay, <laughs> it's yep. a Josh Simon comparison. Yeah. So, hmm, my the last one that I had to bring to the table, but it's like uh, that's a good pun there, I guess, for a board game. But <laughs> we've only played it one time, and it's <clears throat> I've sort of gone down the hill here because it's like a licensing enjoyment yeah the resident evil 2 board game specifically I don't even, two yeah specifically two because there there is a three i think it's out now i remember whenever uh it might have been in like kickstarter phase or something whenever i first got the two um my mother-in-law got it for me actually as a gift which was awesome but we played it one night uh tommy claire or tommy i was about to say claire <laughs> tara and i played it and I haven't given it given it enough time of day. I we need to try it again, but it was almost I remember thinking because you're on a board and moving like space by space in a in a Dungeons and Dragonsy kind of way mm-hmm. that I almost thought it was like a weird compromise between the two styles of game. So like a like a pure board game and doing something like D&D to the point where it was like, okay, make up your mind. What do you want to? What exactly do you want to do and play here? Yeah. Because there were, you know, dice rolls and equipment and everything else. But I, I definitely remember thinking at the time, this is like D anD D with a little bit more narrow rules and it's Resident Evil themed. But overall, it's it's very. They're pretty highly. I don't think acclaimed is the right word, but like I think people like them. So yeah, I don't know. I definitely need to. I need to try it again. But I, I really enjoyed it because, like, as a Resident Evil fan, they have like the very specific weapons and the yeah. the types of enemies that you encounter and stuff. So not unlike Bloodborne, that's going to appeal to people who are fans of the series. But to Nick's point, Bloodborne standing on its own as a game is like a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Whereas it, there were we kind of were struggling to like figure out what was going on with Resident Evil 
two and all that. Where like Bloodborne, you could have zero experience with the the franchise or board game slash card game playing in general. And it's, it's it's insanely simple. Yeah, I remember that was one of your sales pitches to me, Nick. You said like you can pick it up immediately. Yeah, and it's like nothing. Yeah, Super like this, like every, literally every aspect of that game has nothing to do with your knowledge of the video game. None. No, God no, and, and it's just really easy to 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 pick up. So, in that order of the games that I covered, so I I talked Talisman again. Like, if you want to get together with friends and play a a, a dice based game, but with a really cool fantasy theme, and your decisions will definitely either reward or punish you depending on whether you like what kind of aversion to risk you have. Talisman is by far my favorite. Then Bloodborne, you we have a resounding recommendation from both Absolutely. me and Nick. Yeah. 100%. Um dice games, like it's just real hood, just like throwing dice on a table and and keeping track. It's so good. Farkle was awesome. I need more time with with Resident Evil 2, but I like I just saw the 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 box of the the cover art of Resident Evil 2 with the zombie like looking over the Yeah. The, and I was uh, so like, you know what oh, game I, I think so. yeah. you guys would like with your situation, like with your friend group down there that you, you should look into? It's a game what called, is and you, you can play this Tell while me. you're playing Talisman. It's called... Wow, I think I think, I think Nick knows where I'm going with this because of that <laughs> smile. Yes. It's called Don't yeah. Get Got. Yeah. It's, a, it's essentially a party game. Uh, but it, it, it's it's mm. real fun. You can play it while you're doing anything else. So while you're playing board games, you can play it. And, and all it is it's a very simple, very just, simple premise. And it's it, and obviously it's even better while you're drinking. But you, you got a de- there's a deck of cards, and you have um, like this little wallet they give you. Every player gets this little wallet thing. Um, yeah. And in this deck of cards, it each card is a different challenge. So everyone picks, what, four or five cards or whatever, and there's, there's some more intricacies to it. But generally speaking, you pick four or five cards, and then you got that challenge, and you have to write down that challenge in your wallet. And then all through the night, you have to try to accomplish those challenges. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, so mm. you're, you're always thinking, okay, I'm is into that this. other person trying to get me with this challenge right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's that's it's really good, Alex. It's it's like uh, that sounds incredible. Yeah, it's it's like because everybody's you you hand these out to everybody, and so everybody is on this same page of like we're doing other things, we're hanging out, we're doing whatever. <laughs> but this is also going. But on. this is happening, and so and so like there there might be some weird shit like get somebody to wear your hat. Like, so if you get that one, it might be like, okay, I'm going to put a hat on right now and make sure I'm wearing it the whole night. Be ostentatious about it. And then be like, hey, do you want to like try my hat on? And then that'll be like, if they do it, you'll be like, you got got. Like, that's that's the thing. It's like these dumb little achievements. But if somebody calls you, but if somebody calls you out on you trying to get them, then you lose that challenge. Oh, so with that hat scenario, if if that person was like, yeah, you're trying to get me with that fucking hat, aren't you? Then you then you lose that that challenge. Then you then you oh, lost. Simon, mm-hmm. you you nailed it, dude. You yeah. you do know it's me very, very well. Fun. Oh my god! Like the one I challenge I had, dude, it's whenever great. we it's played, um, was was like um get get somebody <laughs> to make a nickname for you and then have them call you that nickname. 
So it's it's really weird and specific stuff like that, but it's great. It's yeah. Yeah, like AJ got us on one where we were playing another board game and it was something like uh it was it was like a mystery kind kind of solving thing and he was like, "Okay, I need you all to like write down this thing for this game that we're going to use for the game." And I was like, "Okay, okay. Yeah, like it's part of the game." And he was like, I, I like wrote out this thing and he was like, you got got. And I was like, what? Like, are you good? What? Like, I didn't even think about that. He was like, yeah, I just needed you to sign a name. Like that was, that was it. And I was, and, and he, he like did a really good job of like building it up of like, it's part of the game. The other game that we're playing, like you yeah. have to do this thing as part of this game. And it was, it's good. I've played, I've played don't get got like four times now. And it's, um, it's a great like background gathering. Yeah, because because you. It's yeah when when you when you first said like playing something at the same time, Josh, I was overwhelmed just thinking about it, yeah. like dividing. But it's it's mm-hmm. passive. It's not that. It's yeah. like it, it, this is ridiculous, but it's like a passive challenge yeah. or a passive ability that's always happening. Yeah, you gotta it's just so fun because whenever yeah. you yell Love out it. like One, "Look at God," everyone just automatically knows. Like it's just that you're in that moment. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah. And and this is this, this is what I think is super brilliant about that game specifically is everybody has one that is the same and it's the same across every game every time you play it and it's the typical classic uh asking somebody to say guess what. Yeah. And if they <laughs> and if they say what, you got them. Yeah. And so so because everybody's on this equal footing of we are playing this stupid game, we are playing this thing where like dumb shit might be asked of you and you don't even realize it's happening. There's this yep. next layer of it where one of them that everyone knows is get somebody to respond to guess what with what. And so <laughs> Josh did one that I still think about every like almost every day because he's so tricky and it's just like is like we were in the middle of playing something and like somebody called him out on something it was just like oh, oh well okay and he was like oh, well guess what and like and it was just like just throwing <laughs> it into that like if yeah it's like boom he was on top yeah of like if like you have to Always be on top of everything because somebody might just be like in the middle of something and be like, well, get, well, guess what? And like, and, and if they get you, that's one, that's an easy one that they crossed off of their own like personal checklist. It's Simon. It's amazing. You, you nailed it. Mm-hmm. That is something that we would thrive off of. Yeah. That was a good like, we're a- just, Yeah. We're always just wasting each other's time and fucking with each other and that that is I have a bad perfect. feeling it's yeah. extremely difficult to get it might be I don't know it I, I mean be. they don't have it on Amazon it and be. the only ones that are listed on even eBay are overseas and there's only like four of them it it probably needs to get reprinted or something but yeah and and Simon is sober so I actually trust his judgment there yeah so let me ask you a question um do I have time to pee I, and get one final drink? I have to piss so bad. Let, let's do that because I'm not quite done yet. Okay. I'm having too much fun. Okay, sounds right. good. I was furious the other day. A friend and I were getting lunch. Um, 
and she's never had Popeyes, and I love Popeyes chicken. I don't even care. It's I've, I've love never Popeyes had Popeyes chicken. Mm, I've had it like so. We twice. ordered a family size meal of tenders, and we get back to my place, and they and it was uh-huh. and it wasn't the tenders. It was fucking bone in chicken. And I was so mad. That's that sucks. That's if if I'm going to a, a like a fast food restaurant. I definitely don't nope. want bones in my food. No. Now, if I'm going to like a like a really cool ethnic restaurant, whether it's like I don't know West African or or Indian or something, and they have bone in for a reason for flavor, I'm all about it. But like Popeyes, come on, I'm not going to work for that. No, it's just not going to happen. No, I I I think the last time I got Popeyes, I was disappointed also, and I was like, why didn't I just go to Chick Fil A? <laughs> Yeah. It's, all right. So, by the way, we I'm going to attempt to order while we're recording. We are officially recording again. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to edit this. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. But there there are a couple of fast food chains that I have never been to that I've I admit I've always been curious about, but at this point in my life, it's too late. I like the I like the badge of saying I have never been to X. Sure. And a couple of them include Popeyes. I have never gone to Popeyes, uh, which is crazy, especially in the South. Yeah, yeah. I have never had never Bojangles. I don't think it's which is me neither. I think that might be even even more so of a Southern thing. Yeah. Um, I've never been to a Sonic. Hmm, I don't think I've ever been to a White Castle. By the way, that I've never been to a White Castle either. Th- there's 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 one on this strip you I was telling go. you about. No, <laughs> I, I I will not. <laughs> and uh, shit, I don't know. There's um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that uh, I've never been to a Hardee's. But I, I sometimes that blo- I'm not. Yeah, Hard- I went to a Hardee's and one time. Uh, what's the other one? Hardee's. I've never and been Carl's Junior. Carl's Junior. Those brought to you by Carl's Junior. Right. Those are not in PA really. There's a Hardee's by me. If, if they, I've are, never I've been never to a Carl's Junior. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The only time I went to a Hardee's was on a road trip. Well, not a road trip, but Tommy and I were driving back from Florida, and I think we stopped at one, and it was, you know, it was. I've, a I've never fine eaten at an A&W, yeah. but I've been in one for the Long John Silvers. Oh, I've definitely. Oh, I've definitely eaten at an A and W. I went to the one that was in um uh, back home where we're from. There was Rochester. the one. On, like past yeah, Rochester, yep, the, yeah, that one where the Goodwill yeah. was definitely been it to was, that one. Was it yeah, Long John Silver's? Something? It was. It was. It was an A and W in Long John Silver's. Yeah. Long John Silver's. That's what I thought. That still exists. Yeah, I've definitely. Why? I've definitely had the A and W part because I thought fast <laughs> food seafood was disgusting. I, that that has always been super hush disgusting puppies. Hush me. puppies are good though. I don't. I still don't really know what a hush puppy is. Yeah, but yeah, that's I just, not yeah, seafood. but like that's that's a Long John Silver. That's thing. It, it's like cornstarch. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, that's not really seafood, right? Like, that's no, just, no, no, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, no. Like, uh, you can get hush puppies. Definitely a company seafood a lot. Actually, we just we went yeah, to right. one of the really fancy ones in Atlanta called the Optimist, which is amazing. Mm. Um, gr- great quote from Henry David Thoreau on their menu. Uh, I believe, or what is it? Everyone should believe in something. Hmm. I believe I'll go fishing. 
<laughs> Love that quote. But uh, yeah, the, like you can take hush puppies to a legendary level and they're really amazing, but they're not fish based. It's just like starchy. Bullshit. And that's what I, I always um, thought they weren't like a seafood thing. It would, no, for whatever reason, they're paired not. with seafood. Exactly. Yeah. Something about it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's pick a random topic to enjoy our our final beverage with. So we're a little bit. I haven't had a PBR in over a year. Mm, that's a long time, Josh. For you, um, maybe even two years. Mm. So, I I think I have mentioned this once or twice on the podcast. The worst hangovers of my life have been brought on well, by PBR. I mean, and I know Josh is a long-time proponent or at least was. Yeah, I have for it. And I strongly I strongly believe it is poisonous. And I mean more poisonous than beer and alcohol in general. <laughs> I acknowledge that it's all toxic. But I think there is something wrong with PBR. The worst hangovers of my like crippling physical body pain, can't move like 24 plus hours they have all been brought on by pbr and i remember uh after the second or third life-changing hangover i remember swearing to god i was like i will never drink pbr again and ever since then that probably would have been like 2015 or so i remember i went out with a co-worker actually at that time um and it it was life-changingly bad i the only time since then it got into my mouth by accident. I went to a, <laughs> I went I went to a Steel Panther concert and I it I got it raining for somebody. From the ceiling. <laughs> well, probably. And I I remember sipping it and I was like, "Oh no, I swear to god, I can't ever have Steel Panther Steel Panther. I can't ever have I can't PBR ever again. drink Steel Panther again." I just spit it out on the floor. So uh, I, I didn't swallow it. All right, so here's a question. Um, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm doing some quick math. Okay. We are going to... Have Have either of you ever been to a Steel Panther concert? No. No. It's amazing. It's, it's a big party. It is 70% music, 30% comedy, as you guys probably know just of them. Would you be interested in going to one? Yeah, of course. And and you can just outright say no. So I don't even know what Steel Panther sounds like. The only reason I know what they are is you. I've never mm-hmm. heard a song ever. <clears throat> and I'm the metalhead. So I I even remember talking about this with James when I was at your wedding. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he loves Steel yeah, Panther. Yeah, because I, I was like, oh, you're like you're you're into like that thing like a lot more than I am. So I, I don't, I don't even know what they sound like. I figured they are like heavy metal, '80s heavy metal thing. Totally. I think my food is here. They came very quick. Okay, no, go, go ahead, okay. go ahead, go ahead. You're good. They, they, I. It's this place I order from all the time, and that was by far the fastest they've ever done it. So, got to love that, man. Yeah. Yeah. They've had one sitting there prepared for the last 3 hours, so they just grabbed it and brought it over. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's old. Yeah, it, it might be. <laughs> we got to be ready for Nick Reed. I am probably one of their most 
I have to be one of their like highest customers or something. I I order it at least. Do you know any of them by name? No, because I always do it from Grubhub, uh, which means who knows who the the person delivering it is. You know, right? Yeah. How much do those things charge you to get stuff? I don't think I've ever used. I don't know, Josh. I don't pay attention because I don't care. Fair enough. <laughs> I was wondering. No, I I seriously don't. I yeah, I I just don't. Whenever whenever I decided to start doing the delivery thing a while ago, I just don't pay attention. Not nothing mattered. Yeah, I'm too lazy. I'm not. And you st- you still tip though, right? Um, yes, and I just. I just do a percentage based on whatever the mm-hmm. order is. So they're probably actually making out on that as far as the drivers because Grubhub will add like a couple fees and stuff. And then I think the percentage is based on hmm. that, I think. <laughs> Though I always hear that um, those services are bad for the restaurants, which makes me feel bad. Hmm. But whatever i i have become a doordash person because first of all uber eats can seriously just go fuck all of those things i think are bad for the restaurant as far as and 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 maybe they are but let's put it this way it's better than not patronizing them sure that's that's an that's an obvious part but like uber eats i can remember i way back in the day i used it i can remember thinking I was like, this is so good. I don't know why people go to restaurants anymore. And that made perfect sense because like it was fast, it was cheap, uh-huh. everything else. And then they started just incurring these wild service fees that like I just it, it would add like twenty percent to my meal, not including a tip. And I was just like, I'm, I'll never pay for this. And then I, uh, I'm I got the, I'm a, the uh, ideal customer because I just don't even yeah. look. I don't care. <laughs> I I do. I I can't help because it's not that I don't want to help the restaurant. It's that I know I'm just uh, enriching a company that I most likely already hate. In the case of Uber <laughs> and uh, DoorDash, they have a partnership with Chase Sapphire, where it, it gets me a uh, like the the their premium subscription <laughs> for free for a year, and I'm like, you know what? Surely ordering something at all even if it's less profitable, is better than not ordering from them. So I can live with that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they feel... And I, and I always tip and everything. So. I, am, I am so lazy that I will just pay for it. Well, you know, you're, you're probably... That's probably pretty average, I would say. I, I think most people are probably like that. And like yeah. if you're getting just food don't. delivered. This is, this is, quote, fuck money. I don't care. Good. I, yeah. I I'm with you, man. Like there are certain things that I just don't give a shit about, and uh, I, I'll I'll definitely I'll take a keen eye to food delivery to make sure I'm not getting totally bent over. But like certain things, I'm I'm the same way. I just don't really care about. So it all depends on <laughs> yeah. convenience. Uh, yeah. Versus what you're willing to spend. Yeah. Twelve months. I feel like it's not that bad. It's like it's like December, January, February. It's only really like three. Or yeah, four months. it really. Yeah, yeah. And even over here around Philly, it's it's actually not that bad for the most part. That's that's coming from PAers though. I feel like if you move <laughs> yeah. away, yeah, that's true. And when, when, seriously, when you move away and then you go back up north, you're like, why did I live here? Yeah, it's it's just 
It's pretty brutal. I actually it's, like the cold. I know I'm an outlier, least, but I like the winter and the cold. That's okay. Yeah. It's a, it's that's a, fine. It's at least four months of annoying cold is how I would describe yes. it. And that, and that is a good way of putting it because I do enjoy, I enjoy the seasons. I just don't like how long it seems to be relatively cold yeah. in PA. Like, but also to be fair, there are uh, Georgians who, like, especially people who have moved here, who find it annoying that it it gets annoyingly cold, but we very seldom get snow, so oh. you don't get to like enjoy. You know the the pretty flurries and everything. It's just like, oh, here's like some twenty degree weather for a little bit, and it's annoying with no benefit. Mm. You know that kind of a thing. Mm. So, I I like the seasons, even yeah. even as annoying as it is. I uh, current currently the only reason I don't like the winter is because my my heater is annoying. It's right next to my desk, and it's very oh, so it's very loud and annoying. It's and does it just like cook you, or is it more about the sound? No, because I'm in an in an apartment, and it's mostly the sound. But like, I cannot get a comfortable temperature in my apartment because it's like guy below me has his heat on and it's rising, and. Mm -hmm. It's cold out, so I don't know what to put my heat on, but it's running all the time. But it's not necessarily warm in here because I don't want to have it too high. It's just dumb, dumb bullshit. So You know what this makes me you think know of? What? You know what? Pennsylvania is a mistake. It's, it's just a mistake. <laughs> the state? Yeah. I was going to say, to come full circle all the way back to the beginning of this episode, <laughs> yeah. do you guys remember what the proto-name for... 2v1 podcast was? Total complaint or total negativity. <laughs> no, total complaint podcast was the one that I had in mind. We, you know, I've had a lot of, uh, there's a lot of complaints I could have, I could have made since that time for sure, including, uh, I think Nick, we talked about this recently. The, the funniest thing is in the very first episode ever, the inaugural episode of 2v1 podcast, yeah. I was, I was dying for, quote, all service. <laughs> and I have now come to realize that that is the most dangerous possible thing that could possibly happen. No, we need it. I still to, want it. I know I know you still <laughs> want it as long as there is co competition. Yeah. In the all service space, and what we mean by all services, they just provide everything: <laughs> your internet, your power, your water, your, your, your cable, doc, your doctor, <laughs> your insurance, your insurance. But uh, all kidding aside, the weird thing, and I was just texting Nick about this a couple of days ago. <laughs> Since then, quasi all service has popped up in this in the form of Google, so you can get phone service. Internet and TV through Google. Those are like three really big ones. And Xfinity also has all three, including phone. And I had kind of a revelation. I was like, that was sort of another thing where I was going back to thinking like, wow, 2v1 goes way back. <laughs> yeah, we do. That was a foreign concept. And now it is here in a pretty gross way. You know, so, so something you actually might not be aware of, um, something that's even more gross. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Amazon. Amazon. Gross. Amazon like controls the internet. 
their their Amazon web service um, backbone or whatever it would be the AWS cloud stuff. Yeah, most everything you use is based on that. Almost. What about almost everything is based on that? What about Google itself? I I, I truly considering my line of work and I I work in search engine optimization specifically. Yeah. From my perspective, Google literally runs the world. So I, I'm just gonna it's just so everybody knows. Most that. most of the websites that you use on a regular basis in terms of like doing anything use Amazon's backbone. So So like for hosting or like domain registration um, or both or I don't know the I don't know the uh the intricacies enough, but I read an article about somebody. This was a couple of years ago. Now I read an article about somebody trying to live without Amazon web services and they couldn't use basic shit like, like yeah. basic stuff that you take for granted. A lot of, a lot of the things we use day to day are based on Amazon programming. So it's not like Google is a is a search thing, and Google is a big problem in quotes and whatever. But like I, f- it's one that you never hear about in terms of Amazon that is actually running most of the things that you mm. that you use. So yeah, if if you haven't heard about it, I would say maybe perk your ears up a little bit because it's March tenth, twenty 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 one. That's the timestamp. My most two hated companies that I am most afraid of are Google and Amazon. <laughs> and I think I think maybe even a year ago I would have put Apple in there. They're Apple they're a, not they're specific. They're weird. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like they piss me off personally. In the for example, I uh, I used to use Brave, the browser on my phone to generate Bat, the cryptocurrency, which is amazing. <laughs> I don't but, even know what any of that is. Dude, you know, I'm, I'm real big into crypto, but um, on Brave is a browser, and it's very focused on privacy. It, by default, the browser itself blocks cookies, uh, uh, file, like, like tracking for individual users. It blocks ads, everything on its own. And you can opt in to being served ads and if you click on them or view them, they give you cryptocurrency in the form of basic attention tokens, which is BAT. You laugh, but oh it's, my it's God. gone up. Dude, oh my it's God. amazing. This is the and, future I don't want. <laughs> well, I'm all about it because here's the thing. You can opt into it. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, like by default, you can block all that shit out and not worry about it. Or you can be rewarded for like clicking on it or whatever. And the point is... Apple recently, in the past couple of months, uh, I'll I'll say about three months, something like that, they said that it violated their terms and conditions for basically cash for tasks, which amounted to like clicking on an ad and getting paid back, which has a USD equivalent. Yeah. And they were against that. So you can no longer earn bat on iPhone devices and... Hmm. 
um, I th- can't remember if I can on on my Mac computer or not. But like Androids still can. They still get um, bat for that. But bat for that. <laughs> but it's it's a really crazy concept. Like I th- Apple is gross in a lot of ways, but I think if they at least walk the walk and not just talk the talk they seem to maybe care about privacy a little bit and if they if they continue to go down that avenue i will back them a hundred percent that's always i'm a that's always been a thing with them well i'm a i'm a huge fan any i don't care if it's like proprietary or if it's because it serves them well monetarily i'm all about it like if they're saying that it's if if the things that they do somehow back the individual privacy google and amazon are horrifying companies and i don't know this is this is a lot coming from me personally but this is the time when i expect the united states government to step in and be like protect my privacy (laughs) which i normally i don't want to rely on the united states government for anything but when it comes to companies like google and amazon i'm uh I'm scared and wanting help there for sure. <laughs> and like antitrust laws, I'm all about them. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know enough about that really. Um, but I definitely wouldn't like even if Apple has been touting that forever, I wouldn't trust them either. Well, yeah, like the I I've said this for a long time. The bigger something gets the worse it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, seriously. Yeah. Apple, like, Apple it, it is still simple. one of those giant mega corporations at the end of the day. Yeah. So exactly. That's they, they used to be one of my most hated. And now I've only like slightly bumped them down like Comcast and Google and Amazon are basically the top three. I, those are my most hated. If, if you, if you remember, fuck everything. Yeah. Okay. You know what, Nick, I, I think we should wrap this up only because I have to <laughs> I have to edit a three hour podcast. Yeah, this is long. This is a long one. But I'm not done with you. I like I, I kinda wanna just keep this open and talk later. I don't know. Yeah. If you have plans. I don't. Perfect. Let's keep going. But I think this is a good enough window into the two V one podcast life. <laughs> this was really amazing. I'm gonna edit it down and Let's see. My screen says 248. It's probably going to be like... And then there's like another 15 minutes that you and I did. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea where this is going to land, but I'll, I'll end it for the sake of, of the podcast. But um, in summary, Tommy and I have... Uh, we, we've struggled to keep up on a weekly basis, obviously, for lots of various reasons. Tommy's got family stuff going on and it I, I honestly feel like it started back with the uh the wedding complications and everything that was going like planning for a wedding jesus christ that was one of the most stressful times <laughs> of my life but and, and i know tara will uh agree with me there so that that's been uh an issue in the past but Craftheads podcast is live and well uh with punish is a monthly thing going strong with with aj for sure it sounds like yeah it's um, not about fighting games to be clear it's just it's I, just I, video hey, games I, 
I did look at the last thing and it said something about an update on fighting. Yeah, games. so it, but, it's annoying. But you, you got to update. It's it's annoying because like I love that term and I made that logo a long time ago and I really liked it. So we were like, let's use that. And, you know, it's not about fighting games. It's just video games. Like, I like that thing. I like that term. I like everything. If one-ish. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it should be. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 it was, Change it, it was never meant to be a fighting game thing. It just, it just, that terminology relates to fighting games. So we, I've, I've heard a couple of times, it's like, oh, you're a fighting game thing. It's like, no, that's not what it is. And I, and I don't care enough to change it. It's almost like, it's, it's almost like a, uh, like an inside joke. Really? S- sort of. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it like video games have so many stupid, very specific video game terms to them. So like. It's it's kind of like oh we made this show based on this one thing in a video game, but we're not about that. Like I should, it's not what it is. You know, it's just video yeah. games. So yeah, I just like the logo. I'm it. very proud of the logo. <laughs> I made that. Josh, what? How many years ago? What do, what do you have to say well, about this I, matter? I lost you guys for the past ten minutes. I don't know what what are we talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. The the whiff punish podcast. It's okay. Um, we'll, I actually we'll, am very familiar with whiff punishing because that's all I do anymore is play video. Josh play, is the best games. fighting game player out of all of us. Wait, really? Oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. so this, this is your time to shine, Josh. Oh my god, my <laughs> wife really is distracted home. by your face there for a second. Oh, oh my god, I have to go to the bathroom. Make sure you close so the door. Bad. Make sure you close the door. Oh, she's gonna. It's nice. It's dark. You right. can't see well, anything anyway. Thank, <laughs> Josh. What do you kick these guys' ass? No, all I don't the play time? with them because I they get mad. Well, they don't get mad, but it'd be there's he plays I, a bad. Well, game. I'm not. To, there's no way of saying this without sounding like there's no way of saying what, this what without is the game? Like an asshole. But I'm too good to play just for fun with them. That's that's how, that's all. That's yeah. what it is. At Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I didn't like it forever ago. That's even on 2v1, technically. But Josh is very good at that game. Wow. I, I feel like these are like very objective... Sorry. Ways of looking at these things that I haven't heard before. I feel like there was more and I'm like ad- adversarial competition, and it's just like a very matter-of-fact thing now. Like Josh is just no. Yeah, fighting games are a whole thing. The, the, they are a whole thing, <laughs> um, and Josh is very good at one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like I. You know like what? I put like two thousand hours into it or anything, but it's with it's the exception be more of than that. With the exception of your losings in in pocket tanks. You are a real bastard with video games, Josh. You you have a real yes. knack. Like I was, uh, I I think I texted you guys. So for everybody, we've had a three person chat going on since the two v one days. It started with kick in college, <laughs> yeah, and then like what is kick hangouts, um, and then and hangouts. then hangouts. Now we're on Discord, and uh, Simon, you. Uh, through, I don't even know where I was going with that. Hold on. Mm, seven. Mm. Definitely I think seven. It was seven. 
I don't know why. I don't really don't know where you're going. I don't know. I don't know where you were going. I, I'm yeah. going to assume it was a compliment. Chatting. I'm assuming it was going to in, be a, com- for- a, co- a compliment. I can't speak at all. So I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Okay, I, I was going to cut this out because I was being retarded, but you're equally retarded. Thank you. That's for me. Oh, nice. Al- um, Alex, isn't, Alex isn't as drunk yeah, as he promised he was going to be no, when he got home. <laughs> me neither, actually. Wait. I... <laughs> Actually, you guys, I have to be so choosy about what I edit out of this podcast. What a nightmare. This, uh, you guys, I'm, I'm really, really drunk. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that I'm doing a decent, decent yes. job of masking. Yeah, up. sure. Yeah. Okay. I All the way through what I think I was trying to talk about earlier, uh, we I messaged you guys the other day about reach aging particularly well and you're right josh this is culminating in a compliment (laughs) you were in the back in the early days i think maybe i had an edge on you in halo and then you eclipsed me and it didn't it i couldn't hold a candle like you were always better at halo from that point but we're anytime i play reach you have always been better. And I was thinking the other night when I was playing it, I was like, wow, I wish Josh were experiencing this right now. Cause I said how well it aged. Halo Reach is amazing. Yeah. I that is that is March, March tenth, twenty twenty one. Hey, Halo Reach. Fun fact, is I don't know really if you saw good. this or not, but they just randomly they just randomly <laughs> added podcast. new maps to Halo three. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. What? No, I didn't hey. see that. Hey, wait! Can I go on a rant about about how bad Halo Three is? Yeah, people don't talk about this enough. I I loathe what a big following MLG had with. I think that was the like the peak of MLG Halo. Halo Three is fucking trash. I didn't play Halo Three hardly at all. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting mad. I'm clenching my fists. Thinking about Halo Three, it's fucking trash. I didn't like Three online three was, at all. Was Three I, the one I with remember, the other, I remember yeah. being very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. They added, but like, fuck the fuck the equipment. The equipment's fine. the The game is trash, and pros quote will shit on me all day, and like I just get raped all day in in Halo Three online, and I'm like, no, this it, <laughs> no, it, it's trash. <laughs> just no. You, Oh my god. There there is I, I can't be alone because every friend that I talk to about Halo 3 agrees and they're like this game sucks online. Dude, the battle rifle is absolute garbage. I don't What is that? I don't remember intricacies of 3 at all, but everybody I know except one person did not like Halo 3. So it's Okay, so why is it that like it was so big with MLG? Maybe that's and, maybe uh cuz people are oh, people I, are stupid. Maybe that's when the, oh, the yeah, yeah. internet of things started to kick up the most. Kind of that was that was peak of you're right, Josh. That was peak of you know that was 360. So like that was when you know live was more way more of a thing than it was on original Xbox. Uh, 360 was one of the most successful online consoles ever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think Halo Three was just like it was just the nature of the time. Okay. As opposed, so can as I opposed end, to being a good Halo game. Can I end episode 122 of the Craft Heads podcast, 2v1 podcast? <laughs> I, I seriously want to end it with like a definitive 
collective note of despite what it did historically and how it energized the community and everything i i fucking hate halo 3 i want to <laughs> say that it's trash on the record and like mcc is still amazing get on get on mcc you guys it works uh, you know however many years i later. bought it on pc it a couple months ago it's wonderful play all those games but whenever you're searching in the playlists take three off because god is garbage halo 3 is just a hot steaming pile of shit and i can't stand that game on part of it's garbage I, i feel vindicated as a 18 year old not playing halo 3 or however many years ago that was because i just was not into I'm just, it i'm just gonna throw this all. out yeah real quick i remember uh, i am genuinely excited for halo infant this year and i yeah. hope we have nights where we play oh simon how many times have i told you i am the biggest halo slave fanboy there is <laughs> and i will have an xbox whatever whatever the current xbox is called Remember, you don't need it. I'll though. have it. You don't need quiz. it when Halo comes quiz. out. Quiz, quiz. What is the current Xbox called? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Xbox Series X. That's one of them. <laughs> and then, and then, okay. So there's like a that's the top tier, right? Yeah. Is there an Xbox Series S? <laughs> there is. Is that all digital? No optical yes. drive? Mm, Josh must know better than me because yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the S. I didn't know the S didn't pretty have a sure disc drive. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I the other. Oh, S, that's right. There's I, two S's. There are two S's. I Never swear, mind. both cons. There's two. Actually, there's three S's. There's three. no, no. <laughs> Don't tell me. Yeah, that. there is, including one X-Bone S. There. Okay. Oh, 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 I see there what was, you're saying. Was, My point is, yeah, yeah. For, the, for the current Sony and Microsoft generation, it is my understanding that there is a console for each that has an optical drive, and it's also the highest performance console, and then Sony's there's a digital the only. I thought that was the Sony's case for both. The Sony's is the same, it just doesn't have a disk drive. <laughs> but Microsoft wow, okay, is actually yeah. a yeah, this is, console. The series, the... This, is, this is modern console games. I never thought yeah. I'd say this, but PC. Okay. PC. PC. Jo- hey, Josh is Josh is on, on the, PC the PC train. I know. I know he is. And I had this conversation with somebody else the other day, and I was like, hey, I don't have an explanation. PC gaming is absolutely superior, and I still like my <laughs> my console. I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm like clutching to an old an old thing <laughs> but it's okay because i acknowledge that some, there's something else better it's different whenever you don't acknowledge that something is better yeah and you're just sitting there thinking like oh so all right, i got food that's where i'm at face, so we're gonna wrap oh. this up yeah hey josh thank you for hanging with us the whole time i'm very you did impressed last the whole um, time. yeah he he, he lasted <laughs> nice job all right we'll see what happens uh i have uh <laughs> messages piling up in discord i I, I think I think Paul is going to be excited to hear from mm. from this two v one podcast reuni- reunion. I really do. Sweet, this was awesome. We should do it more often. Yeah, uh, Nick, I outright expect uh, a, an invitation to whiff punish. Of course, considering I considering I don't now that you've you talk about whatever you want all, on it. Yeah, it, it's not all about fighting games because no, I, I just not. can't help there. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> hey, Nick. 
I thought it was. God damn it! <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's just is, it's just a awesome. name. <laughs> it's just a what's in a name? What's what's the quote? Uh, a rose by any name by any other name would smell as sweet. Talking? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know that quote. Tara and I are just being hey, clustered. Alex, Sorry. Here, hold on, hold on. Who is it? A rose by any other name is still a rose. Is that the actual quote? Like, word for word? I'll fuck you up yeah, if it is. From who? I'll fuck you up. language, you fucking psycho. <laughs> doesn't matter what Spanish calls it or you call it. It's still, the object is still the hold object. Hold on, uh, Thank you. uh, Spanish. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with Spaniards. It's probably a Frenchman. You guys, thank you for this this incredible... I feel like you guys helped me make up a huge gap of content if we're talking about time. <laughs> You're um, welcome. This is going to be fun. This is going to take an entire work day for me to edit, but uh appreciate you both, and... Uh, We'll see you on. We'll see with you at Punish? Still Panther. Yeah, you, you're welcome anytime. With Punish Gamescast. Yeah. All right. Oh, Simon, I'm holding you to that. All right. Thanks for having I'm me. I'm very uncomfortable sitting here staring at a screen with nobody else looking at me. I also want to see your penis, Josh. Not really picking it up. It's not really picking it up all too well. What's different? All of I got tiny little hairs all over my audio track. So I didn't expect it to come that fast.